Okay, Screwy says Marcus wouldn't do anything, so we're free to play. We're going with that model? He says, at this point, no. Vera seems to have made up their mind about Marcus for the time. Are, Likely it's Marcus going... the microtransactions? I guess. Marcus is going to redeem himself by action, he says, not by word. So He's not very good at actions, though. Nope, not at all. So, group, it is the 1st of February, the year 763 of the Third Era. And you all are flying on an airship, and you've just crossed over the elven lands. And you guys are currently... Yes, please. It's a different podcast. (laughs) And you are currently over a strange little jut of mountains right here. Sort of in the middle of the continent, there's this jut of mountains. Make a knowledge geography. I sure can. I sure can't. Uh, that is a 16 for me, untrained. Okay. But I'm a bard, 14. so it doesn't matter. You're a bard, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, so, you know not a whole lot about these mountains, but you do know their name. This is Serica. This, this is the Serican Mountains. Hmm. Um, oh, I know what that means. I got the history, but I don't got the geography. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I know what that means. Uh, the, the mountains themselves are, are, um, very jagged. They have very striking peaks and very clear cliffs and, and drop-offs. It's, it's basically impossible to climb these mountains from the ground. I see. I mean, it is technically possible, but it would be very, very difficult for any terrestrial creature to climb these mountains, uh, just because of, of their composition and just absolute jaggedness. Of their, of their cliffs and, and styles. What this means is it has become a perfect place for avian creatures to live. Basically, they, the, the Sarakan Mountains are the home of the Sarakan Harpies. So this, gotcha. is, this is their homeland. Um, yeah. There are... They're like, probably heading home. What? They were probably on their way home when we ran into that. Uh, they were on their way to Ville from the oh, Elven right. Lands, which takes That's them right. over, which takes them past their home. But you can see as you like fly over this place, if you look down, you're able to see a couple of almost, they, they sort of look like a collection of spires interconnected with bridges uh, that basically are, are harpy towns. There's not that many of them, but there's maybe a half dozen in total spread across the mountain range. None of them are all that big, but you're also too high up to see any like individual people. You're pretty far above the mountains right now. Okay. All right, so that is... I'm currently... Oh, wait, no, I'm technically still on the ship, right? Yeah. So the ship what is the going to... What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called Yes, Please Happened. <laughs> so the, the ship is currently traveling to the southeast, going at a pretty crazy speed. If anyone has anything they'd like to do during the day, please let me know. Otherwise, uh, I will advance time. Well, after... After Vera is done yelling at Marcus, mm-hmm. when they exit, they probably would look for Soul and not be able to find them. Mm-hmm. So then they'd probably just go to the top of the ship. Okay. So Vera goes to main deck or up to the... Uh, main deck. Okay. So you get up there and you see Levette, Archie, and Karis, and Calcutech. Cool. Do I see the... Oh, hi, Calcutech. Oh, there he is. Do I, I see how pissed Vera it was? Is that visible? There is probably definitely lasting uh, Although, like emo- emotional reads. <laughs> let's be real. Like Vera has probably a pretty severe case of rest of bitch face. I feel like. So oh, one hundred percent. To tell. Yes. However, their face may be still slightly red from yelling. Okay. Fine. Anyways, if 
if you and Karis have time later, I'd like to talk to you about something. Where, where did Sol go? Uh, haven't seen them. There are some things that I may need to find out. Maybe that was all the same. Is there something you need? Uh, no. Uh, just something I think I should compel with everyone. Everyone, not including Marcus. Yeah, probably not. Everyone. Oh, oh! I think I get it. It's because he's not real. <laughs> he's not a person. <laughs> he's not a person. I mean, I guess he's a corpse, but <sighs> every body would have worked then. He's got a body. No, still a body. Yeah. Every being. Uh, we're going too far into this. <laughs> <laughs> just ask everything. Hello, boat. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> Kelly's. Yeah. Uh, the plan you came up with earlier. Have you? Talk to anyone else about this file, this idea. Uh, oh, that's the first time you mentioned it. I think that was the first time I mentioned it. Okay. Just Why? Well, it's uh, probably going to take some discussing. Uh, at least with Sol. I'm not sure about the others. Uh, maybe a little bit of convincing. I think it's okay. But what are we talking about? Well, uh, while we're going to this team, I, we were talk- discussing a potential plan to uh, gather what we need to bring back Moira. Oh, yeah. But, Obviously, but... the law is a, a problem with this. Well, I mean, if they don't catch us, there's nothing we have to worry about. Wait, that's true, but uh, I find the guy does tend to be more consistent in stealth. Well, anyways, Kelly's had an idea of how to get some off of our backs, and I trust her, but it's kind of a uh, some explaining. It's a bit of an extreme plan. Okay. What? Well. What's this plan? Levette is wanted for murder. Not. So, if we were to produce a body and then show that Levette had died, then they wouldn't be wanted for murder anymore and people would stop looking? Hmm. So long as the only one they want is Levette. Well, they didn't get anyone else's name. That's true. That being said, they didn't need my name uh, when they put up posters. Possibly. If they have descriptions of us, they may have wanted posters for the whole lot of us, then. Where would Moira's body be located, Levette? Um, well, depends on whether or not she got her wishes. She found a very humble spot under one of the few nice trees still left in Marypod. But normally, norms are in their family tomb. Hmm. So is the first location outside the city? Uh, it is just outside of the academy. Is, is that outside the city? Well, not quite, no. It is part hmm. of the city. But it is on the outside of the academy. So just outside of the city. Hmm. Well, we're going to have to find out where it is at some point. But what, what would they do with your body afterwards? Wouldn't they want it? That is what I thought is right, and if not the uh, authorities, then I, they may want to bury me. Hmm. But uh, if you only need a small portion of Moira, well, then you should only need uh, so much for me. Is that right? I was going to ask about this as well, Karis. I've been thinking. Uh, I didn't <laughs> get much sleep last night as I was thinking about this. Um, yeah, I would just need a portion of your of your body to bring you do back. I, do I wake up where my body is or do I come to you? Where the spell is cast. Should I leave my things with all of you, son? It would or probably be best. 
That way we could reunite you with your belongings faster. No. Doesn't Sol have a spell that can make you look like not yourself? Um, I don't know whether that for sure. We had with we used this Kali's before. I don't understand exactly the nature of their magic, but hmm. it is possible. Um, the thing I am concerned about, so is that I was most known for my physical features outside of my face. Uh, I might come across as quite short to all of you, but I stand out quite as quite tall in this divine. Cut off her feet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's an engineer. Robot feet. Robot feet. Robot feet. <laughs> Imagine these. This is a little angel and devil over various shoulders. <laughs> I just imagine souls screaming that uh, during yes, please. It'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, be an interesting adventure. I don't think of soul being a screamer, but maybe. Or being in the robot feet, but yeah, maybe not. <laughs> maybe they are. <laughs> they're they're not. <laughs> I think that if soul were a screamer, then Levette would not have missed that whole thing with Siva. Yeah. Or, or the thing like right side outside yeah. of our cart. Exactly. I mean, that one was like the loudest they've been. Yeah, and everyone failed their perception checks because you're <laughs> And, well, Levette was just a, had Levette a really was, bad role. Levette just a really bad role, and that was the only one of you that had a chance to catch it. Really. I mean, honestly, because like, <laughs> you're, when you're asleep, you get like a minus ten to everything. It's, it's rough. Mm-hmm. Wait, who had a chance? Levette, because she was on watch. Yeah, Levette was oh, on gotcha. watch at the time, so they were the only ones that didn't have a penalty. So Ooh, I'm going to yeah. show you the map of... Uh, of uh, Whaler Cog real quick. Refresh your memories about this place. Okay. The locations we're talking about is the Academy of Arcane Sciences, which is right there, and the Academy oh, Park, yeah. which is just north of it there. The proposed location would either be the body is buried under a tree in the Academy Park, or next to a tree, rather, in the Academy Park, or it's entombed uh, in the family tomb of the O'Briens. So. I mean, I guess I could recon the area around the Academy as a... Uh... Smaller insect. <laughs> I mean, it would be marked, wouldn't it? I'd hope so, yes. I suppose that's true. Although I don't know if I'll be able to read it. Yes, it is also true. And there are multiple people buried under this tree? It was kind of a special thing for her. It was a special place. It was not a traditionally a burial site. Which is why it may not be there. So we, we may have to break into the tomb of the O'Briens. Do you know if gnomes typically... Do, do your people keep your tombs in your houses, or is there a place where all the family tombs are? Well, yeah, of course, it depends on how well to do you are. I suppose the O'Briens would probably have a tomb. I was hoping that, that the game master would know this one. Excuse me? Um, what? Who's that? <laughs> what does that even mean? I'm confused. Oh, it's, it's just a name I made up of my everything. Are you doing all right, Levette? I think this plan uh, is getting to Levette's mind. <laughs> I know it's hard to think about Moira, but we're hopefully going to be able to bring her back. Facing your own mortality isn't that bad. I mean, isn't it? it was, well, it was kind of an eye-opening experience <laughs> for me. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Poor Vera. <laughs> okay, let me sing. Just let me sing. Three little playbills. So. And again, I didn't really have to dwell on it. It sort of just happened. I suppose maybe ha- knowing it's going to happen might make it worse. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to think about it, but I'm not doing a great job. 
Because he would probably be in the community. Clayville. No, not Graveyard Cemetery, right? Yeah, yeah, roughly. Same idea, but yeah. Instead of like a collection of like individual graves like a humans would have, uh, the gnomes mm-hmm. are probably much more aligned in uh, little family crypts. Mm-hmm. So like your common common folk are going to have pretty basic family crypts, but like like you, like you were saying, that like the more wealthy folks are going to have their own family tombs located in their estates. Right. Uh, but there really isn't such a thing as like an individual grave. No. This is not really a thing in gnome society. You'd have to be <clears> like <throat> it. It just would be very odd for some, mm-hmm. such a thing to, to be to to be there. Sure, because you can fit so many of them in one coffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's very true. Um, and and you would there, no, also the, the smaller the, coffins. Just the idea of like of of burying them in a box under dirt is not really like the way that gnomes do either. They'll put them in like stone sarcophagus sort of structures and then have that interred in a slot in the side of like a wall in a mausoleum. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really reconvey all that information. Yeah, they don't they don't really go the route of burials in the same way as humans. I guess it yeah. probably has to do with just being just generally kind of disconnected from nature in right. the way that gnomes and are. It's just not really worshipping their... of money. Yeah, and it's just not really in their wheelhouse to like become one with the earth again kind of thing. It's just not really the way right. they think. It's more Disgusting. like come one with your stuff. Yeah, right. You hoard your shit when you, after you die. Kind of yeah. like the Egyptian. Pretty sort much, of. Yeah. yeah, you end up you end up going to the eternal vaults, or the uh, technically it's called the counting houses, the eternal counting houses. But yeah, it's it basically the idea is that you go you go to this this place where all of your worldly assets have been gathered in in the afterlife, and you you are reunited with all of your money. Hmm. Yeah. So it's sort of like all the money you've ever had in your life is back, is waiting for you in the afterlife kind of a thing. And all of them are Scrooge McDuck swimming in them like a swimming pool. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but... uh, In a weird materialistic way. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Seamus is sort of a a weird dude like that. They they preach a religion that's all about this shit. (laughs) And when you're brought up that way, then it doesn't seem weird. No. But, but I mean, it's horrible. What a horrible use of money. What, hoarding it? For oneself. Eh. For Vera, that's pretty shit. Oh, absolutely. Well, they're not clear on what you can do with the money after you're dead. <laughs> Whether or not you can spend it, that's kind of a personal philosophy thing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the idea is that if you acquire the most money throughout your life, then you can maybe do the most good with it after you're dead. Some some gnomes feel like. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the general preaching is that, like, it... Your, your total net worth, which is the amount of money that you have spent your entire life, sort of a thing, like your, 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 the total... They have such faith in trickle-down economics, it's literally oh, a religion. It's really a religion for them, yeah. But they, they believe that that's the amount of money they get, and that's essentially their score at the end. Like, and that, yeah. that becomes, like, the number attached to them in the afterlife. And the higher that number is, is their standing in Shamish's eyes. And that gives them perks in the afterlife, sort of thing. Like it gets them preferential selection on on um, rebirth, if that makes sense. So when they go back into the cycle, you know, the next time around, they get to be in a better family, or they get to be like they get to come into a wealthier uh, land, you know, whatever. The idea is the 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 more points you score in a shamish worshiper's eyes, the better you are, uh, the 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 better your starting package is next time around. 
Does that does that make any kind of sense? Just me. Yeah. Okay. You get the pre-order bonus and shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's essentially it is it is honestly a lot like that. Like you, you're basically buying like the collector's edition of Gnome Life. <laughs> so like, say you were born like a common gnome, and then you made a bunch of money, and then you die, but you you did so well in your life that the next time around you get to you you get to buy up into a noble house. So you're born as the child of, of a pair of nobles. This is how their, like, libertarianism bullshit goes through the roof, because uh-huh. then even people who are born with a silver spoon in their mouth is like, well, I did earn it just in a past life. Exactly. <laughs> they can, right, exactly, but that's exactly it. They can justify that level of obscene wealth by saying, well, I earned it in a, in a past life, sort of thing. Well, so, what shit. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and, they're, and they're insufferable. <laughs> but that's, that's gnomes for you. I like that we just got a lecture on gnome history. Sorry. No, no, Uh, it's fine. (laughs) Meanwhile, this is happening. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Robot feet. Robot feet! (laughs) So, back on the Agile, we're on the deck, and we were discussing something that got us onto gnomish death practices. Uh, Moira's berry spot, pretty much. Yeah. They were tactically talking about it. So, Lavette, are you sure you're comfortable with this plan? Um, I'm not sure if comfortable, but just like, you know, probably it would for anything they do, but... I mean, it would mean that your parents would think that you've died. Could I have a chance to talk to them before we go through with it? She shrugs. Possibly? I'll come up with some contingencies for that. Like, hey, we can do this, I can do this. I I'm, don't want... I want to make sure there are no objections from anyone else in the group, because if they object, then they can take it away. And I want Malchus to be far, far away from me when I die. Oh god. Well, what does you being dead help in what we're trying to do? That's why I was... It would get the heat of the acid, I suppose. I was wondering what's in nature of the resurrection, because I thought if I wake up in a tomb, I could be nearby. But hmm. I'm not sure that that would be a great idea anyway. I would probably just get stuck. Hmm. Well, uh, I did have an idea. Is it... Well, the thing that I've been thinking a lot about is how exactly we are going to do it. What do you mean? Do it like the finger across my throat gesture. From wire? What? What are you talking about? Are we going to kill me? I look at Karis. Because if we... Provided circumstance that is sufficiently satisfying to the authorities, or most likely just to the analysis, then we can probably get them to forget about all of you. But if you guys just show up as my corpse, they might think that you're on their side, but they might just arrest you for murder. Won't they just take your body? That too. But if I come back to where you are... I mean, we, if it's night, we could just sneak in and get a piece of Moira. It seems safer, doesn't it? I, I'm not sure. It depends how well you need to go into the city. If someone's talking, presenting your body, it would have to be Sol. And other than you, Levet, they're the only one who have a longer period of time in front of the mother. That's slow. Well, I mean... So who should take Levet's body in? I'm not exactly the best at talking to people, so I don't think I'm a good fit there. Usually people just see me and then they say, oh, she's the one. <laughs> well, if it 
can't be you, Vera, and it can't be Marcus, and it can't be Sol. What if Sol was in disguise? I mean, it's it a fair point. It might work. I mean, I suppose we should see how everything with the mimics go, because we might not have to produce a corpse. Well, we'll have to ask Sol and see what their opinion is. Case. I mean, where are they? I know I did not see them in the in the gallery. That's the name of it. <laughs> we in the gallery. To them, uh, me a go, but uh, then they disappear. Really think of it. Karis just looks kind of like confused at both of you. The, the ship isn't that big. No, but yeah, your plumes. Karis just kind of gives you like an incredulous look. Stands up, sets the book down, brushes herself off, and starts walking to the door. <laughs> Excuse me? Did you something? For the podcast, Karis is looking around in the gallery, <laughs> in the so, rooms. So, well, yeah, also Karis is an NPC, so I'm not gonna... I wasn't gonna narrate it. So Karis steps out through the door and goes below decks, leaving the two of you on up on uh, the main deck with Archie. Vera will go down to the hold and look around down there. All right. Um, Vera, you go down to the hold, and I would like you to make a perception check to search the area. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Nat one. Nat one. Okay. Uh, it's a nat one. Now, you do have a plus 12 bonus, so that's excellent. So you still got a 13, which is still pretty good. Uh, and you poke your head into each room, and you look around, and you don't see any sign of soul down there. You have no idea where they could be. I will go up to the gallery and... Walk to Karis. Okay. You go up to the gallery and you see Karis is like leaning up against the center mast with just sort of a confused look. Did you see them? No. You don't suppose that they teleported off somewhere with with Gro or something? If they teleported back, would they teleport back into the ship? <sighs> I hope so, but that's not... I don't really know enough about teleportation magic. What's this about teleportation magic? This is really inconvenient. <laughs> Extremely horrible. Hey! <laughs> so mean! Well, if that's the case, then we will just have to wait for tomorrow. Karis lets out a long sigh. He goes back up to the, the deck, taking her spot back and uh, pulling out her book again. It is a book. You'll find the dog. Make sure she's okay. And then Vera will just stay in the gallery for the rest of the day, probably. Until, yeah. like, food and stuff. Just stalk Marcus, wait for him to come out. I'm killing him. Come on, motherfucker. Kind come of. Out. <laughs> you gotta get Moira out first. Yep. Yeah. And then kill him! He has to prove he's not a parasite. Well, I mean, Karis can get Mar- can get Moira out of, well, probably. Mm. She, Karis thinks that she can get Moira out of Marcus. Maybe. I mean... Mm-hmm. If I'm remembering correctly, she needs a diamond, right? A gem worth oh, a yeah, certain amount. Plan as well. I forgot I to bring that up in their conversation earlier. I imagine I could probably get one from home. I can't wait to tell my mother some news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Maybe get the diamond first. First, you gotta know that we need one. That's true. Or that we're doing this at all. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're going to have to wait till after dinner, I think. All right, uh, jumping forward in time. Uh, we're going to move toward the evening meal. So let's make it about 8 p.m. Uh, just to update you guys on the map. You are going across a wide, empty plain. And in the distance, just as the sun is setting, you can see a massive spire 
ahead of you. Okay. So there's a his old buddy. Yeah. So there's a massive stone spire that uh, sits next to a wide and comfortable looking valley. It's crisscrossed. Kind of out of instinct, if uh, if I'm on the upper decks at that point, I would like scoot down and like hunch behind something. Just like I don't want the tower to see me. (laughs) (laughs) After everything that's happened, I feel like in general, if we ran into him again, he'd be very disappointed. (laughs) Just just, now. Just in general, just zealous, disappointed in all of you. I mean, yeah, it'd be like this is the one thing I fucking told you this would happen, and you you let it happen. You told me it wouldn't. Hey, I never saw the guy, so. That's true. That's true, I slapped you. Yeah. Yeah, Vera would have turned that whole thing around. She'd have been like, no, kill him now. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do it. Vera's always the last person to learn about this. Everything. <laughs> well, that, that's her fault, so. She does get off and off. I'm going to wait out here. No. Nope. What do you mean all these things happened when I wasn't present? <laughs> There is what happens. What really happens when you have a lone wolf character in a party like this? First of all, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you play it right though. You don't meta game, so kudos to you for that. There's so many lone wolf characters I see where it's like, yeah, but you wouldn't know anything's going on. So the ship's cook brings up a fine meal for the uh, for the whole crew, and so I'm gonna put everyone on deck for the meal. Uh, it'd be around that time, I believe, that Soul would. Yeah, near the end of the meal, at least. Would return to, you know, the ship at that point. Anything interesting happen on the whole return portion? You're surrounded by air plummeting to the ground. <laughs> yeah. No, you, it, it's it's a similar s- sensation uh, that I described earlier. I, I think it was more of like a blurring effect that takes place rather than like the wind effect that happens with Gro's teleportation. Yeah. So it's sort of just like everything goes blurry and then refocuses and you're somewhere else. So basically the everything refocuses and you're in the gallery of the ship again. Okay. But yeah, we'll say that people are about halfway through their evening meal when that takes place. So Sol and the person they're with just reappeared, right? No. No, just them? Yep. Oh, that ass. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Soul walks their way up to the deck, kind of annoyed, but they go up, a little pouty, and they see everyone kind of eating, I guess. Okay. You <clears> step <throat> onto the deck, and yeah, like you, like I said, you see everybody about halfway through their, their uh, evening meal. Um, oh. Wait, do we see that? Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. Everyone's gathered there, and the door opens up, and Soul steps out. It's like, oh, there they are. Wave to Soul. Oh, Sol goes up to Levet. How you doing? Um, alright. Just busy. Uh, look, I've got the analysis. Something we might need to talk to you about. Is this, um, like, a sex talk? Because I'm good. Excuse me? <laughs> no, nothing. What were you going to say? I mean, what does... No, what, wait, what does what, what does that entail? I don't know. My parents never really talked to me about it, but, um, you know. So, okay, wait, I understand that. No, it is about our plan. Let me... Like, yeah, we're gonna go get the MacGuffinite and kill a bunch of mimics. Like, uh... <laughs> such a terrible name. Like, there's a little more that we might want to discuss. Uh, like, I'll get you a little less caught up and maybe I realize... Uh... 
Definitely one of these. We kind of want to keep it with the party. Gotcha. Oh, there's something I do need to tell you real quick. Yes? Alec can't talk to you, but he can talk to me. So if you can give me his the question you have for him, I can relay it. Uh, that's one cloak. Why, I'm why sorry? Why can't talk to me? Because he's not supposed to technically be in contact with any of us. Wait, is this with kind of deliberately... This would uh, come wrongly into conflict with that collective. Uh, not a one-time discussion. Sorry? I need him to teach me something. Well, I can't change his mind on it. I already uh, asked. Well, look, this is something I said. I, I suppose I can tell you about it, but I want to wait till you on private as well on this. Oh, okay. That's fine. Right. Um, but since I'm technically his employer, he's able to be in contact with me. Okay. Okay. I think that simplifies things. I can, that can be arranged. Okay. Well, like I said, I cannot talk about it here. Okay. We'll talk about it later, whenever you're ready. Of course. So, how's dinner? Did you get to eat? Would you like some? Oh, no, I'm good. I had some dried fruit. <laughs> what, what, what is the meal? Probably a shepherd's pie. I will Ooh, yum. Uh, offer soul part of a slice, but like either a slice or if we get a slice, then part of a slice. Oh, sorry. Let me let me describe it in better detail. It is served in a bowl. It's, so essentially, okay. imagine a bowl of like really thick, like meaty stew. Oh right. A, a cream-based meat stew, uh, and then a generous dollop of like pureed potato on top of it. So fucking good. <laughs> Oh, soul just opens their mouth. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) they inhale the bowl. They just like look at Lavette expectantly. Yeah, I mean, Lavette will follow through, but she she gets redder in the face with every second. How? Thank you. That's all I need. I just wanted to see if you'd do it, really. Kind of like looks at the spoon. Soul ruffles like Lovette's hair and stands up to go talk to everyone else. Evening, Vera. Whoa, you look angry. <laughs> fine. No, like you look angrier than normal. <laughs> it's fine. I would like to talk to you about something later, though. Oh, everyone does apparently. Okay, yeah, that's fine. You sure you're okay though? And so, like, goes to put their hand on her shoulder and then just like just hovers it for a second and then puts their hand down. <laughs> It's fine. I'll I'll talk to you later. Okay. And Soul's ears kind of droop down, and they kind of have like a puppy dog like eye look, but they nod and like leave, and they go over to Karis. Hey, Karis. Uh, you see, the Karis has sort of like only had a couple of spoonfuls of their dinner, and they set it to the side, and they were reading. She looks it's up. Like I need to talk to you about. <laughs> she looks up. Oh. Hey. Um. Uh, how are you? Uh, conflicted. Karis kind of cocks her head to the side. What about? <clears throat> well, I got something I wanted, but I feel kind of weird about it. Karis thinks about what you said. So, is it maybe something you didn't actually want to begin with? No, no. I definitely want the organization. But... It just feels weird how I got it. I mean, is... Should I... Is this a personal question? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's inappropriate to talk about. We don't. We don't have to talk about this. Never mind. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm. I'm doing fine. I guess there's a lot of plans going around the ship right now. I think we're all trying to figure out the best way to 
deal with the the events facing us are, I guess, causing some people's nerves to, to rile up a bit. And I, I'm not sure if, if Levette's handling it very well. Oh. So anyway, we, we've been discussing plans and I think that we need to, we need you to weigh in on them as well. Sure. Is that the thing that Vera and Levette separately told me they have to talk to me about? Or is this like, there more? That's probably. <laughs> or is, do I get to just handle it in one go? <laughs> That's probably it. I imagine we could all have a, a team meeting, I guess. Sure. Do we talk to Marcus, too? I haven't seen Marcus in a while. Well, I guess I did pass our room, and I think I heard Vera yelling at him. But that was earlier today. They probably made up by now. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> want to pat Sol on the little head right now. <laughs> Do you want me to feed you, Karis? You're not really eating by yourself. You're very into that book, and... I feel oh. like you should still have something in your system. I, I, if, well, truth be told, if I eat too much, it just sort of makes me sick. I'm, oh. I'm getting used to the, the airship a little bit, but I, anything more than a few bites and I can't really hold it down. I'm sorry, Karis. It's, we it's okay. We do so much travel. It's really rough on you. Uh, I'm probably more suited to sitting in a library, to be honest, but. Um, I understand that feeling. <laughs> I mean, the, the ginger tea that, that Vera made me, it, it really does help. So I've been trying Isn't to drink. is she just the sweetest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Vera's really great. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen when we get to the Gnomelands? Oh, I imagine we'll go to whatever area the, like, mimics are. We'll kill a bunch of mimics and we'll get the MacGuffinite. And then we'll head back and we'll make a stop at the Elflands. And then we'll go back to Deerham. <laughs> it will be interesting to see where you came from. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> what? Please you, don't. You got to see my old home. Uh, that's dark, Karis. I'm just you saying. It's the, the truth. Move. We're not always proud of where we came from. Ooh, it's not that. <laughs> what is it, then? Well, I'm just saying ahead of time to pad everything out. Maybe um, don't focus too much on the building I live in the majority of my life. Or where it is in the town. Or the town. Just look at the garden. Yeah, that's a good place to look. Just that. But not the sign in the garden that says Soul's family <laughs> is the best. <laughs> no, that would be the tree in the gazebo. <laughs> and, uh, it's just a bit much. Everything in our village is a bit much. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you have a, a library in your house? We do. Actually, that's where I found out that my father was sleeping with other women. But that's also where he consulted me on the fact that, you know, I'm kind of like him, too. So it's kind of a weird mixed feeling. Okay. Yeah. That, um, that is certainly an interesting family you have there. Oh, yep. Sure do. The servants are very vocal, too. They like gossiping. So if you want to hear anything that's happening in the town, it'll be a little exaggerated, but they'll have it. <laughs> They also gossip about things happening in the house, too. Ugh. Oh, certainly sounds interesting. And my mom, 
I'm sure she'll be a lot of emotions at once when we visit, actually. Yeah. I hope my daddy's there when we all visit, though. He's really awesome. I love him. I'm also mad at him still, though. Don't let him know. Karis chuckles. It certainly sounds like you're mad. Very mad. <laughs> Groovy's here. Oh, shit! Screwy! Hey. 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 Whether or not he's Aww. talking. There he is. Hey, buddy. Well, this worked out perfectly, then. Currently, Marcus is missing dinner. Yeah. Impossible. Unusual for him. Missing dinner? Yeah. Are you in a car? He's in a car. We are. We are. Oh, he's become the Borg. (laughs) Resistance is futile. So, it is evening, day two of the journey. You guys are approaching the Merry Valley in the distance. Uh, As the sun sets, you can see Zell's tower uh, on the horizon. Uh, So if you continue at speed, you will pass over the Merry Valley in the night. It's the evening meal, and they were serving shepherd's pie. Just in case you were curious, Screwloose. Aww. You missed it. (laughs) I mean, I think it's still being eaten currently, unless we're switching past it. No, we weren't switching past it. So, now that... That you're back. Uh, was there anything you wanted to do during that second day? Like, essentially, Vera like lashed into you and then left, and you were still in the crew, like in your your party, like assigned quarters. Uh, what did you want to do after that? You mean aside from wallow in self pity? Okay, so that's what you don't do the rest of the day. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Marcus feels a little down about himself. So do you do you pop out to get the evening meal, or do you stay in there? I mean, he's going to do his normal roll to see if, uh, if Eden speaks to him. Gotcha. All right, let me make that roll for you. He could yell out the grate that goes from the deck to the gallery, like, with his little hands, be like, give me food. <laughs> he couldn't reach that. <laughs> he's too short. So, of course, the, the every time that... You've tried to do this check. You've you've rolled no. like a four no. or a five or a three. Or You're kidding. Something terrible. And then of course I roll it, and the first time I roll it, oh yeah. <laughs> Did you not twenty? Did you not twenty? No, no, I got a nineteen. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, you got a you got a adjusted twenty three on your wisdom check. Dude, what a time too. Yeah. Be alive. Whereas all like, you shit boy. And Aiden's like, hey, yo, I want to talk real quick. So you you say your prayers to Eden and you're trying real hard to make some sort of connection and you, you know that, that Eden's out there and you just you just need to reach all of that to get any kind of inner peace and, and it's sort of eating away at you day after day of not being able to make that connection. And today, while you were deep in prayer you suddenly have a sense of calm as if you you suddenly feel like you're not alone in your own in your own body or your own or your own mind like suddenly there's there's another presence there and even though it's not speaking just its presence sort of gives you a feeling of like reassurance that I'm there that they're there and that I'm doing something right yeah basically they didn't say anything though they didn't say anything but it's the calming aspects that will bring Marcus out of his loathing and self-pity to go have some shepherd's pie. Excellent. <laughs> Alright, in that case, you, oh boy. you finish your prayers, and you pop out of your room, you go up to the deck of the ship, and the ship's cook, Kara, will uh, slap down some shepherd's pie into a bowl for you. Gobble that up. Alright. Well, go for a second. Excellent. So you, you eat heartily. Uh, what's the rest of the party going? <laughs> 
Well, I was thinking they'd probably pass him on the way uh, he uh, his way up, going down the stairs. Okay. After I've finished eating, so that I can talk to Soul whenever they're ready. Did you want to say anything to Marcus as you went past him, or just kind of give him a stink eye? <laughs> what do you think? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> not going to talk to Marcus. I mean, the last interaction I had with Marcus, I was trying to apologize to Karis, and he fucked it up for me, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's all, it's, all, it's all real now, guys. Damn. Nobody's happy with fucking Marcus in this party. Wait, what happened to that part? Yeah, what did he do? When Levette was like, get out of here so I can talk to Karis. Oh. And that wasn't his fault. You just attacked someone. Yeah, you did it really fast. <laughs> kind of like when you just kind of decided, I'm going to actually shoot Crow today. <laughs> <laughs> Those were you know, good times. No, who's this guy? No, crossbow. I don't like when the I look put, of him. Thwank. Dude, so when <laughs> we picked our two starting sick. traits for our characters, and I gave Levette the gnome impulsiveness, I was like, man, I feel kind of like I'm just taking this for the benefit. I'm not going to roleplay it. <laughs> Man, I've paid out for that in full. <laughs> <laughs> Cash that check. <sighs> okay, so you shoot the stink eye at Marcus and go down into the gallery. I don't even stink eye him, I just kind of ignore him. Wow, cold shoulder total. Alright. Yeah, more of that. Yeah. Done. Alright, in that no, case... You can't, you can't even affect Marcus right now. Can't even affect... Oh, cool. I... Levette wasn't trying to. <laughs> that was all beardy, but <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that that Marcus, that Levette doesn't even notice Marcus is there, and Marcus is like, "I don't even. I'm not even upset. I don't even care right now. I don't even care. You care? Oh, <laughs> hey, Marcus. Eat me with you. Ew. Marcus is the kind of like the, the kind of person who like aggressively shouts "Merry Christmas." In a <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> and a happy new year. Uh, so up on the deck, Sola's just spending time with Karis. They've been trying to, like, want to explain what's happening in their life with her, but they, they, they just chicken out every time. And they're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> life is great. <laughs> but they're just mostly hanging out. Hmm. How close will we be to uh, Zill's tower? How close will you be going to Zell's tower? Yeah, um, how close will we be flying by? Is Marcus going to jump? Relatively close. At your current trajectory, you're going to be flying actually between Zell's Spire and the Merry Valley. So... Um, overnight. Overnight, yeah. Would it be possible if I could write a message in a bottle for... Uh, for <laughs> you're going to kill someone! <laughs> you you want to write a message in a bottle and toss it overboard? <laughs> Yes, yes, I do. Oh my god! I mean, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, you technically can do that. I mean, the, the bottle's probably going to break when it hits the ground. <laughs> <laughs> hits the ground? Let's hope. Let's hope it hits the ground. Yeah, yeah not what, someone. Once it reaches terminal velocity and goes through some <laughs> unsuspecting halfling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Four snorts! <laughs> Shit! Five! Holy fuck! Wow! Six! Ah! Uh, ah! Uh, ah! Uh. Six snorts! Oh, you are you are welcome. Uh, Jesus, uh, you murdering welcome. bastard! 
<laughs> you are welcome. Oh. Um, um, okay, I want to get a message to, to Zell. Okay. I mean, we're flying right by. Right. So, I mean, it's not a outlandish thing to want to try. Sure. So, so what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to just toss a message at Zell Spire or? Um. <laughs> Just get close enough to the spire and just huck a bottle out. Just be like, "Fuck you, dragon!" <laughs> like goddamn flying kids. It's one of the dragons. Like, dad, the halfling throwing shit at the tower. <sighs> They're probably just tired. Leave them alone. Are, are you? Are you okay, Kenny? This is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. I don't know. Have you have you heard that's of Levette's new plan? I mean, that's oh, true. Boy. Well, Sol hasn't, but it's not my what fucking. It was not Levette's plan. Yeah, yeah that's Karis's idea. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't we, blame this on the gnome. I think it's a terrible idea. It does sound terrible, doesn't it? Okay, how do you guys propose I get a, a message to him without uh, essentially skewering, uh, potentially skewering a poor uh, defenseless half? No, I think you should do that. One hundred percent. They were yeah, they were dissenting. It's a bad plan. idea. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Also, it means it's an amazing idea. So, so in that sense, yes, I would like to message in a ball and try to have it land as close to his front door as possible. Where all the halflings come to petition. <laughs> perfect, perfect chance, perfect choice. Outstanding. Oh I would assume that they're it's in the middle of the night, so they wouldn't be petitioning at the middle of the night. Yeah, dude, he just does this. You'll never win. Just keep going. Just do your Ooh, action. Can I ask a question quick? Do the halflings there wear shoes? No. Of course not. Shattered glass on the ground. Great. <laughs> this game better every time. Uh, someone's going to just be walking on their merry way in the merry valley. And uh, just shard up the foot, uh, just Dude, like uh, no, not, Sam, right. the guy I who totally played like Sam. Imagine they come across another dead halfling, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And they look around, they're trying to figure out what happened, <laughs> and they step in a bunch of glass. And they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> 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 the dragon comes down, it's like, "What happened?" And they're like, "Get away from me! I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> we oh, didn't oh. mean to anger you, Daddy. All <laughs> oh, halflings there. welcome my foot. They they band together under the uh, belief now that that Zelnarifkas has a drinking problem <laughs> <laughs> and drops bottles I mean, on the top of his. I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, he, he does kind of have a drinking problem, but that's not really here or there. That's besides the point. <laughs> it's well documented. Nice. Okay. He's, a, he's a, func- he's a well, functional drinking, alcohol. That's when his drinking problem crosses the line. He starts throwing bottles out at halflings. Then, he, <laughs> then they have an intervention, an intervention for a dragon. Which is really just more like a big a big party, because anytime the halflings try to organize anything, they're like, like oh Certainly yeah, this has got to be a really like somber intervention. And then like two minutes later of like spitballing ideas, and it's become like a birthday party. That's just <laughs> how these things always turn out. Yeah, absolutely. So we're throwing a okay. bottle out with a note? Yes. Okay, um, what would you like the note to say? If, you, uh, if you'd like to, to to be a private message, you may send that to me privately. Or, or yes, since you can't do I, that while you're driving, I, we can go to a separate yes, channel. If you don't mind. Not at all. So, it's a good idea, and I don't care what you say. <laughs> uh, 
I essentially want to uh, give uh, Zell an update to share with him all the, uh, the adventures we've had since we've left Mary Valley to say that I have not consumed anyone and essentially that I'm planning to end his life under his terms without consuming anybody. Okay. And uh, and also, and essentially to send him uh, uh, as much information as I know about absorbing Moira. Yeah, okay. And I, and I hope it lands and he gets the message. Okay. All right, yeah, you're uh, able to, to get some parchment together. You scribble down the message. You find a, an empty bottle. You put the message parachute, in there. Parachute, maybe? Uh, I'm afraid you don't have the resources to make a little parachute. Uh, oh, uh, long rope, maybe? No, you're pretty far off the ground. You're really far off the ground. Uh, oh, well. That's fine. You can, just... you can you can hook it at the tower. It's fine. Okay, uh, I'll no, get at the tower. No, it is it is like dark out, so like it's going to be difficult to exa- like get it exact because the spire is not really lit up at night. Do you do you want to roll? Um, you gonna, you're gonna you're gonna let you're gonna. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let the dice decide. I'm gonna let the okay. fates the fates answer that one. So as you guys as you continue you, when when you think you're the closest point to it, you're gonna huck that out toward the tower, uh, okay. hoping that. Someone finds it and delivers it to Zell or, you know, whatever. And uh, I, I don't know if it gets to him or not. Right, yeah, you're not going to find out uh, for a little while at least. But, yeah, okay. so you'll, you'll cool. do that You'll do that tonight. And I'll, I'll go ahead and roll to see exactly how that goes. Okay. Cool. All righty. Uh, Thank you so much. Hey, no worries. All right. So, a bottle thing happened, maybe? Mm-hmm. We Did don't you know. kill someone? <laughs> you, you, well, you don't know. All we I saw was a roll. That's that's all I know too. Thing happened. It, it's a hope and sure. a prayer. You're a liar. Make a perception check. <laughs> ah. Anyways, so do we advance time past after dinner? Yes, we do. So a little bit of time will pass. The evening will roll on into the night. Uh, does anyone have anything they would like to do before they turn in for the evening? Depends how, how long am I waiting for Soul to come down? Oh, I was just hanging out with Karis because you never gave me a specific time. Right, well, so here's something I found out that I could do. The link on the Eidolon side, we can communicate just telepathically, but for flavor, I'll say that I can speak my little receiver that I use for message, and I'll ask Archie, you know, he's so still up, so. Yeah, you, you get the affirmative. Okay, I'll go up and meet Soul, I guess. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, so are we not going to discuss uh, what we were talking about through the decks? Oh! Oh, I figured you'd come get me, so I was waiting oh. with Karis. Okay, well, consider this me doing that. Okay, come on, let's go. Karis puts uh, her book away and stands up. Uh, yes, this might involve you, Kali, so... What, is this Is this not the discussion of the plan? No, this is, I'm saying it does involve you. It is the discussion of the plan. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure. Yeah, come on. Vera will also get up and join. All right, so... Just like seeing everyone <laughs> go down. So the group gets up and moves down to the gallery, uh, everyone but Marcus. Let me let me roll a perception for Marcus. Uh, Marcus gets a um, pretty decent perception check. Marcus, you notice the rest of the party has sort of like all spoken with each other and has moved down in sort of one group below decks. None of them made any eye contact with you. Huh. Soul skipped down to the deck, not knowing what this was about, though. What would you like to do, Marcus? I mean, would I have perceived them as trying to sneak away? 
Well, they all left without making any kind of eye contact to you or, or gesturing for you to follow in any way. So they if, they they didn't seem to be inviting you. If that makes sense. If Marcus was in the way, Vare would be glaring at them. But Marcus was on the other side of the, the deck at the time, so luckily he didn't have to deal with an angry Vera. An, an angry, an angry look. Yeah. Personally, I want to see what 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 they have to say, but I think Marcus would be a two, <clears throat> would be fine, uh, not fine with it, but like accepting of it. Okay. I will say for Gruy's standpoint, Marcus is standing above the like great thing on the deck. Yes. That's so you point. could potentially listen in. That is true. Oh, yeah, I didn't know this. Okay. So I'll have I'll have you roll a perception check uh, to see if I can hear to what's see going if on. you can hear what's can going on. Roll. So I'll do that can now. Can stealth check against us too? Uh, I mean, are you being like, are you whispering? I... I'm not asking for us to be stealthy. I'm asking. I want to. If he's if we notice he... him spying on us, then I want to do something about it. Well, I mean, he, he's going to shoot a crossbow bolt. All, all he has to do is stand near that grate. Like he doesn't have to like creep in or anything. No, but if I see him standing there listening to us, then yep, you're not I don't think like, you could. You, you couldn't really Just see Just based him. on the angle. Yeah. So, yeah. Because um, it's dark anyways, because it's not, like nighttime. Right, it's it's nighttime anyway, and he's already on the deck, so if you guys are just in the hold, he, he has a reasonable chance of hearing you. Not, none of you thought of that, so <clears> I'm going <throat> to give that role to uh, Marcus and see what, what happens. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to move Scurry to the other channel. And you guys can have your combo. So did he fail? His perception was that low. Um, yeah, it was it was low enough that he's not gonna hear you directly. He's gonna get a snippet summary. So the four of you head down below decks, and you're standing in the middle of the hold. <clears throat> so all three of you wanted to talk to me about something. Well, Kalis uh, and I mostly want to discuss the same thing. I, I think all three of us do potentially. So, do you know that Marcus ate Moira? Sol kind of looks down. Yeah. Vera is slightly shocked by this. <laughs> I had to get a dragon to, like, get me the answer, though. <sighs> and what, when did you find out? On our way to Daraham. And you didn't think that was important to tell us? Well, you were all asleep other than Karis, and I kind of was pretty sure that Karis heard the conversation. Heh. <laughs> You see, so you know now. It's true. Well, the thing is, at least what he told me was that he didn't realize he did it, but I think he's a liar. I think so too. Whether um, he's a liar or not isn't what's at stake here. It's what's in his nature that's important. I I feel like I've said this a few times, and I I think that you're all willing to hear me out now. That the being that we've been traveling with isn't real. It has the memories of whatever it's eaten. It doesn't make it a person. Uh, it's trying its best to be good, but that's only because Garbin was good and Moira was good. It told me it loved me. And Sol looks at the ground. Or deck. Gourds. War. <laughs> Other noun. <laughs> Other noun for walkie surface thing. <laughs> there it is, walkie surface. I love it! That's much better. <laughs> but, I mean, yesterday he made a joke about eating babies, and well, Sol kind of like grabs the fabric in front of their stomach and just kind of scrunches it up in their hand. I can't risk this. What Karis Levet and I want to do is 
retrieve the soul of Moira from Marcus. And we also need to leave Battle her body from this demon. I'm sorry, what? Well, you're going to bring Moira back. <clears throat> we need a part of her, potentially. Oh. A, phys- a physical part of her. Oh. It's, so. it's a good thing, so she's already dead. She, this is the best chance we have of giving her another life. Is true. this what you want, love that? Well, last night I made Marcus a promise that if he ever looked ravenous and was no longer himself, I would kill him. This is probably for the best. Just my guts. Mm. And Soul kind of like has their hand over their mouth. So like, God, sorry. This is hard for everyone, I know. I would like to believe, as much as you would, that Malchus is the person that we think of him as. We didn't heed Calix's advice soon enough. We lost this happen. This is my fault. I'm fault, so sorry. I defended him through every second. Of course you did. Okay, so, yes. He lied to all of us. Damn. <laughs> Marcus is the true campaign villain. Damn. <laughs> I really wanted to believe him. <laughs> it's okay, Sora. And I didn't know what to let you down. Moira was a good person, right? That's the best. Then... Then she deserves to be back here. I just... I'm okay with going through this. Thing. I just... I don't know, it just hurts for some reason. And Soul kind of like puts their hand on their chest. The parts we are saving, Sora, is the parts that you care for. This creature is, has a grip on the Malchus, you know. It is making him something he's not. Or she is not, or they are not, whatever. The other maybe you're making the right And, but didn't Book say that Moira won't be, you know, all the same anymore? I said still not a good reason to deny her a chance at life. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I just, I want to reiterate it for you so that... In case there are any drastic changes in her personality, that you'll understand why. Did Book say that? I was pretty sure he did, because he was like, you take, like, sand out of one sand or something mosaic, and then you split them apart again? Uh, and then it's, like, not, not all the same? Energy. Not quite the analogy, but more or less. You know what I mean. Like, yeah, I'm prepared for that. This isn't okay. for me. This is for Moira. If she hates me afterwards for what I've done, it would still be awesome. <sighs> okay. I'm still not comfortable with the whole we need her body part. I know these are, but if we need it, we need it. Okay. Uh, and this is the best way, Karis? Uh, what? What? Yeah. Oh, I don't think the head was here. If, if we do this, and I get the soul of Moira back out of Marcus, it, I'm almost positive it'll destroy him. And then I can use that soul, I can reunite it with Moira's body, and I can I can bring her back to life. And I think... It'll, it'll uh, destroy him? Uh, yeah. Would you be able to save Galvin as well? She, 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 she thinks about it for a second, and she says, I could probably save one or the other. Then save Moira. But she's been dead a lot less longer. Yeah. I, that. And then I, I would have this longer as well. I wasn't 
I'm not 100% sure yet. I, I haven't mentioned this till now, but I, I think I might be able to, during the resurrection process, I can probably repair Moira's body. Oh! Lady? She nods. I think so. We'd be making her a new body, essentially from the magic alone, and, well, it would be mutable for a little while, and I, th- I think we could probably permanently fix her, her. It was her heart, wasn't it? It was her heart, yes. She nods. Then, yeah, I, I think we could fix, I think we could fix it. Kelly, uh, so I want to hug you so badly right now, you have no idea. Oh, here! And Sol, like, puts up dancing lights, and then puts, like, one in between Karis and Levette. Levette, get a little bit closer. <laughs> you, you don't have to do this. So I know! It's, it's fine. Hey, you deserve hugs, even if we can't. I want to give you the ability to in my way. Well, we love you, Karis. But I don't know if I deserve a hug. I mean, we're all of down... Of course you deserve we're, a hug! We're, we're all down here <laughs> plotting against someone that trusts us. Soul looks away. I don't feel like getting a reward for what we're doing. I know it's deep down. I know it's the right thing to do, but it still feels awful. Yeah, it does. Just, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to think feel, about it. I feel so conflicted because I know deep down it's not real. I know that that Marcus isn't a real person, but at the same time, it's been traveling with us and joking with us and keeping watch at night and I know and many would say the same thing about Shimali but this is different because of the stakes really not what Malchus did I can't forgive he honestly well I don't think he honestly thinks he did it on purpose but when I contacted Zell he said it was completely possible to eat something and I feel like when he started getting Moira's memories, he should have just known that he did that, you know? Yes. Not lied to us. Maybe he was scared. Or they know she was. In either case... <sighs> Is this the right thing to do? I don't know. I have doubts. I don't think so. But I feel like it's a necessary doubts. thing. What about you, Vera? I think it's definitely the right thing to do. Alright. Moira's soul was <laughs> taken from her. She couldn't defend herself. We we tried to save her at that time. And Marcus took that. <sighs> well, then we owe it to Moira to, to do our best, then. Soul's been looking at the ground a lot. <laughs> Yo, when you're playing D&D and you're playing on murdering another player character. Woo! <laughs> 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 um. So, we we need to get... Moira's body. And in order to do that, it means we need to go into Whaler Cog. And to do that, we're going to need to end well, the wanted uh, the wanted level, basically, on on Levette here. Which well, we could us... also sneak in. It's okay. true, we could try <clears throat> to sneak in. I do have an invisibility spell. What do you think of that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I said to Fella, I think that Gail is more reliable than stealth. If we know what they believe, if they... Well, should we maybe explain what your proposal was before we make a decision? My proposal or...? Uh, Kelly's is... Ah. 
So, in order to throw off the authorities, we could turn over Lavette's body. Oh, won't she be alive, though? Or are you getting put in jail? So, is the idea is that the Callies with some diamonds could bring me back from the dead if it is not too long of a time. Where did you get diamonds? Well, we're working on that now. We haven't procured those exactly yet, but. Soul looks unamused. Well, so, is it only diamonds? Diamond dusts or diamonds, but yeah. So we would need to procure a fair amount of that, and then what we could do is, well, <clears throat> turn over Levette's body minus a portion of it that I would hold on to, and then oh, I could boy. use that to <clears throat> bring bring Levette back. So we need two diamonds, technically. Dude, I think it is, depends on the quality. Yes. Do you think that maybe those two twin parasites that gave you a hard time, Levette, would have such material? Ooh. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure your, uh, your mother's coffers have plenty of diamonds in them. Are we robbing those gross twins? I wouldn't call it robbing. They, they're holding on to all this wealth for <laughs> themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't kill some of you guys. I don't want to. I mean, I don't even know if they're alive anymore. Like, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they be alive? They also hit my guts. So didn't didn't they explode? Oh right. I'm sure they're fine. Mean people seem to outlive like the good people normally. Hmm. So it's a painfully clue. But uh, <laughs> if we can't get diamonds from them, oh. I might have a solution. What is your uh, solution? Soul holds up the ring to their mouth. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, you hear Gro's voice. Yes? By any chance, would you be able to ask Mother the next day if I can procure two diamonds from her? Diamonds? Yeah. Did, who died? Um, I, Lovett's I'm... best friend, and, um... I shouldn't make assumptions, but... Uh... I'm guessing that's why you're needing diamonds. Yeah. I'll see what yes. I can do. Thank you, girl. Um, <clears throat> I'm still planning on coming home after we're done in uh, the steam aisle. I look forward to seeing you. I look forward to seeing you. T- I love you. I love you, too. Talk to you later. The line disconnects. All right. Well, I have a plan B. <laughs> Just in case we can't steal them. Hey, that sounds good. So... Uh, stealing them is something I have not considered. I figured that to might. I'm not sure if the Archibald, if my mistakes have overwritten Archibald's success. There is a possibility that despite my shame, the family is doing quite well. Oh! But they wouldn't bank on it, no pun intended. So, and I, I believe, <laughs> uh, well, I think it might be a bit of a diversion. A heist on the Omarises does sound like a lot of fun. I mean, we're already going to be robbing a grave. Might as well. Let's hope we never have to go back to the Steam Isle again, though. Yeah, I really have to make sure I can never go back. It's okay, Lavette. Well, you could go back if you are with Moira. That's true. If you wanted to. On the other hand... 
there are other places that might welcome you. Yeah. Let me see, I guess. Wherever the wind takes you, I know you're going to do great things, Levette. Well, I, I need to talk to you about what I needed to talk with you know who about. Yes! But yes. Needs to be just Soul blushes. Oh, uh, okay, I'll <clears throat> I'll um, make myself scarce then. Wait, wait, hold, hold on. It, it, it's just in the mood. okay. We, we still have to figure out there's yeah. a potential alchemical portion of this that we don't know quite enough about. Well, it doesn't alchemical? make any sense. How does it not make sense? Is alchemy not the breaking down of base components? I don't understand why you would need alchemy. It's it's a question of, of, of necromancy. Pure and simple. It's manipulating life. I don't understand what, what potions have to deal with any of this. I think uh, I... When I was traveling, trying to find my balance, I uh, met a cousin alchemist who said it is more complicated than that. Uh, I did not tell me much, but it was uh, a, a mixture of concepts, it seems like, could potentially be broken down. I'm not sure. That's the way I think we need to find someone who is. Could I roll a... I have a craft alchemy. Could I roll that to see if I know anything that could potentially coincide with this? Absolutely. <laughs> you got this. Do I though? Nope. Thirteen? Nope. 13. You have no idea. <clears throat> the the, the concept are... sounds crazy to you. Yeah. One day I'll roll over a ten. Looking forward to that day. Me too. Thanks. It's gonna be a hell of a day. Okay. Well, uh, in that case, Karis will bow out of the conversation and go into the back into the party's quarters. And oh, do you uh, do you not want me here? Wait, I, I do need to talk to something with Sol in private. I thought uh, maybe we would have to discuss Karis's plan a little more, but I suppose we have another day for that. No, I can leave. If you must talk alone. Um, perhaps. Um, I, I don't uh, see how it would help more if we weren't all together talking about this. Well, one thing to mention then first, while we are still on this topic, we did not include Malchus in this conversation because we are concerned that uh, there may be some danger. I die in proximity to him. Uh, hmm. So please be careful about not mentioning it to him. I'll make sure he's not nearby. Oh, I'm looking at Sol as I say that, though. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Soul bites their lip nods. Okay. You know I don't like doing this. I don't like doing any of these. Okay, thank you. Hmm. Kind of, Vera kind of a head nod like, I don't want to be rude, but also if you were going to go in. Can... Fine. Go back to the quarters. It's night anyways. You guys should get your sleep. Okay, you back. go back to your quarters. Uh, and actually, Karis will probably have a conversation with you in private as well. Nice. Uh, but in the meantime, or before that, we're going to switch some places here. So we're going to have a private combo. So, hey buddy, you there? Okay. Uh. Hey there. So, basically, uh, your perception check was high enough that you're going to get some snippets of a conversation. So you're like laying down on the deck next to that grate, you're, and you... you catch the voices of your comrades and they're talking about a plan that involves getting diamonds um, and casting resurrection spells. Oh, cool. So, you don't really know what that's about, but you definitely picked out those two important details. Something about diamonds in order to cast resurrections or, or like raise dead spells, to bring, bring people back to life. Would I be able to, um, is there a role I could do to, um, 
interpret. Well, I mean, you, as a cleric, you would know that like uh, the, the the rituals and spells required to bring back the dead require diamond dust to, to cast. So that's something that you would just know. You don't have to make a roll roll for that. Dude, would I know who said that? Who said uh, it's it just a conversation itself, though. Uh, I mean, just through the conversation, each like the, more than one person was saying those those phrases and words. You're not okay. sure exactly what their real like full plan is, but uh, it definitely involves bringing someone back from the dead. Okay. Mm. Can I do a sense motive? Sure. Yeah. All right. Let me roll it for you. Oh, you actually got really good. Uh, Twenty-two is your result. You can get you can you can hear kind of like the tone of the conversation and it is a tone of uh being conflicted so there seems to be whatever they're saying whatever they're talking about they're conflicted it's not a consensus well not so much that they're arguing it's that each one of them in some ways is conflicted about what they're saying okay so there's there's definitely some sort of debate going on okay at least a, a, rather an internal debate for each one of them. Okay. Well, Marcus is at least full and happy, full and content at the moment. At the moment. So that that's about all you're going to get, though, out of that. So apologies. Hey, not, that is the dice. Yeah. Alrighty. So okay. I, I need to jump down here because we've got Soul and Delvet having a combo, and then we'll have the. We'll, I think we'll have everyone back after that. Okay, cool. All right. Sorry again. No, it's part of the game. He's back. I'm back. All right. Quit talking about him. <gasps> How dare. Lovett, you wanted to talk to me? Unmuted? <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to talk to Alec, but I, uh, like, suppose you don't understand. I'm sorry. You said I really wanted his professional advice first, but I suppose I would do what I must. You told us, yes, and I, I had to really decipher my wonky notes. But uh, you told us that you're claiming him, or you're uh, employing him, yes. to claim other spies. Yes. And that these spies would see you often, or more often than basically everyone else. That's the plan, at least. Um, he'll probably help me out with the process with everything, too, since he knows best. After all this is done, and I have no home to return to, I would like to see employment as well, as one of his spies. What about Moira? Well, I don't think I will be allowed to see her anymore. And hopefully, if I'm a trained spy, I will be, find a way to avoid the eye of my peers if I need to see <clears> her. <throat> well, if that's what you want, and you're willing to dedicate yourself to me, then I will ask him. Do you understand why I need people like this, though? I understand the basic nature of it. You are a political leader. If mm-hmm. you are referring to something specific that is upcoming, I understand you have this fight against the enemy. My so plan is to use the spies in order to get as much information on the rest of the eight that remain, and slowly but surely take the enemy down, peg by peg, until he is nothing. It sounds to me like I am going to be caught up in all of that anyway, so... You're going to be what? Caught up in that, as it is. We are already in this struggle against Glove. I am not really uh, under the assumption that his allies are going to ignite if we destroy him. So I'm banking yeah. on the fact that I'm hoping he's a prideful creature that hasn't told his allies. 
Maybe you should, we should not bank on anything. We should have all of our bases covered. That's why I need my spy network. And this also requires you to not really question me when I become your employer. Do you understand that? Are you a Celtic that it means the habit of questioning you as it is? <laughs> soul kind of ruffles Levette's hair. I mean well. I just Wait. want to make sure that everyone is equal when I take power in this. I see. Even if I'm probably going to be a slightly more affectionate towards you because you're my friend. <laughs> you just can't tell the other spies, I guess. I understand that, yes. I don't expect preferential treatment. Thank you. When would this operation of yours begin? <sighs> I suppose after I take the protectorship from my mother. I plan to train up everyone soon after. So I have a then to bring back Marilla. Yep, we can do this. This is the way to save everyone. Ready? Uh, in formal knowledge tradition, I am not going to necessarily uh, apply the binds of the contract until the beginning of the town, but uh, I'll take Albany Bow. <gasps> it is my pleasure to be in your employment. This is uh, quite a town for me, you are my employee now. <laughs> it is. And Sol takes out the rapier and puts it on Levette's shoulder. Gently, of course. You will be my first spy after Alec. It is my pleasure. Thank you for your service. And Sol kind of like does a very appropriate like one to the other shoulder and then puts their right beer away. I'll stand, but it seems appropriate. Love, McGinney Baldwin. Welcome to my service. I always forget the middle part. I am so sorry. It's okay. It is not. Love it, Zinias McGinney Baldwin. Thank you. <laughs> and Sol, like, kneels down and gives Levette a hug. Oh, hug back, real tight. We're gonna change the world for the better. <sighs> we'll stick together. They're thick and thin, although I may be sending you out from time to time, but I hope not too much once we get enough spies. I'd like to keep you safe nonetheless. Perhaps you'd be able to make us some new technology in the future. I plan on it. I have already started ideas. <laughs> I look forward to it, my friend. Okay, well, you're making me blush enough now. Yeah, we can, we can. I'm sorry. But I think that finishes the conversation for these two, then. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. All righty. The two of them are out in the main hold talking, and you go into the guest quarters, and you find yep. Karis in there as well. All right. Do you, do you think we're making a mistake? No, I think, I think this is our only choice. If there is a way to save both, maybe this would be a different conversation. But that would be up to if Marcus was willing to give up Moira's soul on his own accord. Should we ask? I suppose. I mean, while Marcus may not be truly alive, or actually have a soul of his own to speak of, he is at least intelligent and seems to want to do the right thing, so it's Maybe he'll agree. I I feel like it wouldn't be fair to have him not try and be forgiven for what he's done. I just, I started all of this journey a while ago with all of you, and I had this, this hatred toward any undead that could think for itself. And this last couple of days has really, well, this last few weeks have really shook me a bit. Just... Seeing Marcus trying to do good 
despite everything, and then meeting the Queen of Dereham, it maybe maybe my beliefs have been misplaced this whole time. We all make mistakes in how we view others. We can only really learn from them. When I first saw Soul, I didn't treat them with any respect whatsoever. Of course I regret that now. I guess there's nothing else we can do but just try and be better. And that's what we can offer Marcus. but it's up to him to decide that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. If he does not, though, I don't see any reason not to go through with our plan. Karis nods. <sighs> Should we ask him tomorrow, then? I suppose so. <sighs> All right. Karis kind of, like, solemnly, like, lays down into a bed and kind of just, just shuts off. <laughs> Vera is just going to sit on the floor, just waiting for her. The others. I guess we'll just tuck her in for the night. Day two done. All right. Does Marcus go to bed? Uh, Marcus is going to stay on deck um, and sleep under the stars. That's a good call. Yeah, that is a good call. That's interesting. Okay. Where's Archie going? Uh, That's not really up to me. He's either balls up or he does something. Okay. (laughs) I hope I didn't. Um... Wait, what now? Dude. Kelly, you'll take us and be like, what Wait. the fuck is that smell? <laughs> you did it in his room? No, I did go into his room for something, though. Yeah? Yeah. It wasn't, by the way, because I kind of forgot to tell you guys, uh, Sol has had their eye patch down since they came back. I've kind of lost track of if that's normal or not. I figured they'd normally do that once we yeah. got to Dareham. Nope. Oh. I don't think you already really said. No, I didn't, um, but... Yeah, they've they've had their eye patch down since they came back. Just so you know for the morning. Alright. So, uh morning comes around the next day, and I'm gonna roll a perception check for Marcus because some shit's gonna go down. What? Marcus, you are awoken when suddenly it is extraordinarily windy. Oh dear. Uh, you are just like automatic like you go from being like comfortable to being like automatically cold because of the amount of wind blowing across the deck. You awake immediately. Shit. The uh, the first rays of the sun are coming up over the horizon. Illu- just uh, barely Im- illuminating uh, everything. Uh, what you see is just sort of the, the sky, the horizon line. Specifically, you can see the ocean in the distance. Between uh, mainland and steam. Yeah, kind of, but yeah, it's it's pretty far off, because you're still pretty far up in the air. Um, but yeah, sev- something's definitely wrong, because there's supposed to be like a bubble around the ship to keep the wind from doing exactly this. Do I see if Calcutic is on the uh, deck? No, he's not on the deck. I run down to Calcutic. Uh, uh, actually, at first, perception tech to see if any- I see anything that might okay. uh, um, be causing. Well, you, you notice that the sails are rippling in a strange way that doesn't seem to make sense to you. Like, they're not, it doesn't look like it's natural the way they're moving. Like, it's almost as if some invisible force is pulling them in various Mother directions. Um, the crew is definitely freaking out, and they're trying to, like, climb down. Like, the ones that are that are were up in rigging are moving down to try to get, you know, to more of a safe position because of the extreme wind. All right. Um, I think I should go bang on Calcutic's door. Okay. Uh, you go down, and as you... <laughs> okay. Uh, apparently Sol's, Sol's awake. awake already. Apparently Sol's Four awake. Four hours, man. <laughs> so, I'm right? actually already 
awake too. Well, is this morning morning or what? It's uh, 7 a.m. Then Sol's awake because they only need four hours. Yeah. Okay, so Sol, you come up on the deck right as Marcus is just about to open the door. So, like, the door flies open. And we hit each other. uh, Pretty much. (laughs) And you're immediately hit by a wave of cold air uh, as there's just, like, this howling wind going across the deck. What the hell? What's going on? I I think the bubble's down. It's freezing up there. It's windy as hell. Sol just turns around and runs downstairs. (laughs) Marcus runs after. All right. So the Soul's two of you, banging on the door. The two of you move down. All right. Uh, the door pops, like the door opens up and you see a happy little gnome there. The bubble or whatever was preventing the super windy thing from happening is down, Calcu. Tick. It is freezing <laughs> on deck. That Cattle. doesn't make any sense. He, uh, he scampers past you both and runs up to the deck himself. Let's go I follow him, Marcus. Let's... All right. So is Archie up there as displayed? Uh, he is in a ball right now. Certainly. All right. So you get up on deck, and Kakutik is, like, looking around, and he's, he starts, like, barking some orders at some of the crew, tell them to get to certain places and safety and, like, pull certain ropes and do certain things. And he looks out, and he sees the sails moving in the way they're moving, and he goes, Oh, dear. What? What does it mean? I think it's best we get below decks, at least for the time being. Aye, aye, Captain. He moves back, and he kind of opens the door and ushers you all back down below decks. What the hell was that? He goes down here, and he starts banging on the door to the rest of the, the party. Oh. Ah, right, what is it? It's time to get up. I was awake. A bit of a situation. What is uh, happening, Cal? Well, uh, you see, I was hoping this wouldn't happen, uh, but it apparently has, so I'm going to need all of your help. Hoping what wouldn't happen? Okay, wait. Uh, I'll start okay, so... Timer. Uh, there's been a bit of a containment breach, and things might get bumpy for a little while. Are we going to be ship, or are we going to be fighting something else? Maybe both. So, you, you may have noticed that this ship flies. Uh, yeah? Maybe. It, 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 it may, have, may have crossed my mind. Well, did it cross your mind as to how a ship can fly? Magic. Else? Magic don't gotta explain shit. Well, yes, Essentially magic. Now, the magic that makes this particular ship fly, or, well, honestly, most of the other ships I've seen that fly as well use the same method, and that is, well, harnessing the power of the air, you see. Okay. Sometimes the air doesn't like that. You mean air elementals are currently angry at us? He nods. Do you have air elementals trapped in this ship? Well, trapped is a harsh word. So, uh, oh my god, you have air three? elementals in here? So now's not really the time for a more country. We are thousands of feet up in the air. We'll, we'll solve the, the morality of this issue. So, uh, it appears that some other elementals sniffed out the ones that are bound in the ship, and uh, it appears they're trying to break them out. So, uh, unless you Can all I want to, to die a rather uh, crushing death, at terminal velocity, I ask you all to maybe help me get them away from the ship. Oh. Okay. Is Archie's timer ready yet? Uh, it will be soon. All okay. Right. I'll head upstairs before he busts open in the deck. So, what y'all are gonna see... I thought we had avoided the air elementals from the past! They <laughs> <laughs> huh. always come to get you. Coalescing wind and cloud and, like... Just general anger seems to be coalescing around, and it looks something like this. 
I oh, really wanted it to be shit. us off. Yeah, I thought Can it you was. describe that actually, though? Certainly. So imagine a humanoid form coalesced out of cloud and smoke and lightning. Uh, and pure pissed offness. Pure pissed offness, yeah. So the beings themselves look roughly humanoid, but they're made of swirling clouds and air. And I thought air elementals were supposed to be nice. Um, not when you they trap your buddies and, and make them haul a ship around. We can get into the the nature of elementals later. I think right now I just need you to get rid of them. So Vera's jaw will disconnect as she turns into her mellifera's boon form. Hmm. Wait, jaw? Yeah, it turns into like a mandible. It usually stays mm-hmm. connected, and oh. it can be parted as a mandible. It's really fucking gross. It's really fucking cool, oh. you guys. Have you ever seen the movie The it. Fly? Uh the original. The original, yeah. Or the one with, what's his name? Uh, the black Jeff and white Goldblum? one. You're talking about the black and white I'm talking version? about black and white. Yeah, the old <laughs> oh, one. Oh, okay, original. no, no, no. I'm talking, I'm talking the one with... Uh, Bloom. Bloom. The one, the one that ends <laughs> with, the one that ends with, help me! That yeah. One. Oh, such a freaky Fuck, ending. Fucking so good. Oh, God, it's such a creepy ending. All right, rolling initiatives. Oh, look at that. That is some bad luck for the party. Fuck. What? Why? 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 So, oh, why? Those are really good. They, Element. They, rolled good. they rolled really well. Yeah, they rolled. They rolled twenty-four initiative, so they, they won initiative. Okay, so they go first. These uh, two air elementals, these two huge air elementals, they're going to fly in from the sail. Like they were, they were basically pulling on the sails because there's two sails, one going on either side of the ship, that sort of just grasp at the air. And uh, these air elementals were kind of like tugging on the sails, trying to like rip something free from them, but you can't see what they're doing. Uh, you get the idea that there's probably air elementals that are bound into the sails of the boat to keep it aloft. Uh, Anyway, the huge air elementals are going to react to your presence negatively and swoop in for an attack. So I'm going to go ahead and place everyone on a block so everyone's on squares. There we go. All right. So they're going to swoop in there and there and attack. Great. Yay. Yikes. Okay. Hits and deals... 16 damage to soul. Okay. All right. Elemental 2 is going to swoop in and attack Vera on the other side of the ship. Uh, That's also a hit, and that is going to be 13 damage uh, to Vera. Um, uh, Let's see. Karis is awake, and we'll put Karis on the top of the stairs. And Archie is deploying, we'll say, any second now. So he'll pop up probably on his turn. All right, soul. Hi there. It's your boy. You're probably wondering how I got here. Funny story. <laughs> so I've got everyone on Inspire Courage plus two, and then I'll try to use Symphonia's Wit, because I, I did that as my move action, pretty much. I'll attack the one that's to the right side of the ship. Okay. So and... making, making a ranged attack in melee is going to provoke, so that's going to cause air elemental number one to take a swing at you. Fuck. That is going to hit... And deal an additional eight points of damage. Awesome! <laughs> All right, and also, I feel great. And also, your attack misses. Yep, I feel awesome. All right, it's gonna take us on to Vera. All right, if I move back five feet, am I out of its range? Uh, no, they have uh, they're they're huge creatures, they're so they have a very large attack range. Fuck. And I don't even think you can fly up at this point because they too yeah. flowy and shit. But they're better. They're better at flying than you. I'll put it that way. I guess I'll just attack it with Mellifera's Sting. Alrighty. Alright, so I take a swing, and that is a 30 and a 20. Okay, the 30 is going to hit, the 20 is going to miss. Alright. Go ahead with damage. Rolling damage. 
That is 17 damage. Okay, yeah, you got a 4 and a 3 on your d4s, plus your 10 modifier. I'll also attack with my poison sting. Excellent. And that doesn't hit. Nope, that is an 11 misses. Okay. It's going to take us to Levette. I'll start casting Summon Monster, level 4. Okay. So, okay. Levette begins casting a spell, and it provokes from both... Tar- well, let's see. No, one of them already... One of them already, one of them already went. Yeah. So I was really hoping Vera was going to make provoke the other one, so I wouldn't have to worry about this. Maybe she makes sure that they don't have combat reflexes. They have combat reflexes. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. So here we go. This is where we die. <laughs> All right, that's a hit and a hit. Here we go. So I'm going to do two concentration checks. First one is a 22. Okay, roll again. Come on, baby. The, the second one was a 19. The DCs were 22 and 18. <gasps> yeah! Okay. All right. Does that mean I pass? That means you pass. Oh! Jesus, thank God. <laughs> okay. So you continue casting your spell. Marcus, you're up. Oh, fuck. I'm uh, just going to stick to uh, channeling. All right. You channel energy. Thank you. <laughs> and you heal for 11 hit points. Better Woo! than nothing. You've been fine. All right, you have a move action now. if you want to take it. That's true. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, actually, question. Can I go below deck and still channel energy? No. I'm sorry, okay. what the fuck? I mean, it would mean that he'd be safe to do it. I guess. That's that's my point. I'd just be considered, just sitting there going, humming, 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 humming. So, Calcutic is going to uh, have his staff out, and he's going to start concentrating on it. Archie I don't want to know about his penis. I do, though. So right. Give me those deets. Archie's uh, orb rolls out from uh, Levette's pocket and deploys into a large automaton. What's Archie doing? He'll go to take this guy that's been hidden in soul and hit me. I'm going to grab him with both electric hands and try to shock some sense into him with some power attacks. Uh, oh. So that was a 34 to hit for the one attack, or it was a natural 20 for the one attack, and a 30 to hit for the other one. Okay. It does not confirm, but you do get two hits in. That is 22 damage from one hand and 24 from the other. Can I ask a question to use Lore Master? Yeah, what's up? I wanted to know if the air elementals would be affected by sonic damage? Uh, yeah, so go ahead and use your Lore Master, and I will tell you... Okay. A, I know a bit about air elementals. Okay, so you focus your mind, and something fills your brain with a lot of information. You get a temporary blessing from Symphonia. Symphonia Whoa! And Symphonia's like, "Sup? Where did you come from?" I've always been here. <clears throat> I've always been here, bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> Am I taking drugs again? You're probably <laughs> taking drugs. You were more fun on drugs than you are now. Uh, I, I can't take drugs right now, Symphonia. I'm, I'm getting pregnant. I don't need to hear <laughs> okay. about this. All right. Okay. All right. So, uh, air elementals. You know that they are. Uh, they have a DR five all, so they're just going to take five damage off of anything you do. And they also have a lot of immunities. And this is something that t- today I learned. The only elemental that's immune to its own element is a, it's a fire elemental. Huh. There that you go. So a fire elemental is immune to fire damage. But a earth elemental is not immune to acid damage. Uh, an air elemental is not immune to electricity, and a water elemental is not immune to cold. So, 
To me, that's very odd, but okay. So it is. So let me go ahead and re-up that damage. Nice! There we go. We really need that. <laughs> Archie finishes his turn. Okay. Sonic Please. hurts them? Sonic does I hurt swear. God. Yes! Did the 25 hit? Yes. Karis is not really sure what to do back in the stairwell. Kill the guys. Kill the beast. Kill the beast. Kill the beast. Stop hitting my robot. Alright, so Elemental 1 is going to double attack against Archie and hit with both attacks, dealing 16 damage in the first and 10 on the second. Elemental 2 is going to make a double attack against Vera, hitting on both attacks, dealing 12 damage and 14 damage. So they come in and they're swinging their their massive, you know, electricity arms at you and uh, just generally causing a lot of havoc and destruction on the deck. The crew that are still on the deck are, like, running for shelter and trying to just stay away from these two, you know, enormous air elementals. Soul, you're up. Hi, it's your boy. I'm gonna step five feet over near Marcus. Okay. And then I'm gonna attempt to do a single hit on the elemental on the left of the ship with Symphonia's right. Or the left the of le- the screen. Left of the screen. Okay. Well, that's a 22 to hit. That does hit. You can roll the second one as well if you'd like. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah, you, you five foot steps, you can make a full attack. 23. Yeah, they both hit. Yay! One Yay. damage, nine, two damage, uh, 12. Excellent. Very nice. Yay! Okay. Yay! Cool. All right, so you strike with Symphonia's Wit in melee, dealing respectable damage. Yay! All right. Vera, you're up. Keep attacking with... Sting. All right. We got a 19 and a nat 1, as <laughs> usual. Okay. We're going to need you to make that confirmation check, please. 20. All right. That is a critical miss. Hi, Archie. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Oh, guys. Oh, God. Guys. Guys, 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 guys. You lucked Don't out. There are 52 Don't cards play. in this deck. This is the best one. What's that? This is this is really like the the fuck you to the DM critical miss card. Uh, the name of the critical miss is called No Way. Um, it is a critical miss that hits the target and deals minimum damage, which <laughs> yes. pisses me off that this card even exists. But such it's is life. Brilliant. So even though you missed, you hit and still deal minimum damage. So this is this is the best critical miss card. All right, so that means you are going to deal, uh, what? I'll just 15? drop it on him here. Oh, no. I forget. Uh, 12. 12 damage? Yep. You deal 12 nice. damage to the air elemental on on a nat 1. I was Thanks, like, God damn it, I never hit. Oh, I hit when I, when I fail as hard as possible. Okay. So apparently you failed so spectacularly in your attack that you still managed to hit it. Like, the scythe hula hooped around her hip on accident, and then still hit it, and she just grabs the scythe after it's done and just is like, uh, okay. That was, that was <laughs> we deliberate. All, we all watch it happen. We, mind you, we all watch it happen, and we all just look at each other and just, like, shrug. Like, that was on purpose, right? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Alright, Levette, what are you summoning? I am going to summon a giant scorpion. Cool. Augmented giant scorpion. Augmented giant scorpion. Okay, it gets to go immediately. All right, so go ahead and explain what it looks like. So, uh, it's it's almost tank-like 
It's got two really large cylindrical, what, like, egg-like chunks with gears attached that have the arms, and then another one in the middle with the uh, tail attached and six mm-hmm. legs on the side, you mm-hmm. know, as a scorpion bee. Got the, the traditional McKinney Bodwin markings all over it. Like the ant, it doesn't really have a face. It does have the, the bitey bits, but no, it, like, you don't see any oculars, maybe just, like, a little slit I can see through. And it's gonna go and attack this one next to Vera. Okay. Two claws and a sting. And the claws have grab. Let's just go ahead and do your turn first. Sure. So what would you like to do on your turn? I am going to... So can I cast defensively? I forgot about that. Yeah, you can can cast defensively. I'm casting bull strength this time. Okay. That's going to be DC 19. Well, I got a 29, so that is another pass. So Vera, you got yourself a big old mechanical exoskeleton now. Very nice. That I unfold and strap onto your back. Okay. Okay, so how did this scorpion work, then? It's fine, I'll just roll it. Okay. It's easier that way. Boom. Hey! Alright, so, attack number one, claw, uh, 14 plus 6, 20, miss. Okay. Second attack, claw, number two, uh, 3 plus 6, 9, miss. Third attack, sting, nat 20, plus 6, 26, auto hits. Confirmation roll, nat 20, plus 6, 26. (gasps) What we got here, my friends, is a perfect critical. What does that mean? What does that mean? So a perfect critical... We've gotten perfect crits before, right? I don't know. Probably. You want the max damage and the card, correct? Uh, Yeah, so a perfect crit does max damage. I think LaVette got one with her crossbow on a vampire? Probably so. Maybe? I think you might be right. So you get to do 20 damage to... Air Elemental number two. Uh, air Elemental number two is, in, of course, being the fact that it's made of air, is uh, immune to poison. So I'm not even going to roll that. And since it failed both claw attacks, it doesn't get to grab. And that is its turn. All right. All right. So it's Marcus' Marcus turn. Yes, it is. Marcus just saw some amazing stuff. And all he's just going to do is chill. That's, that's what a cleric's for. <laughs> okay. Channeling heal. There he goes. Boom, 14. Wah, wah, okay. wah. Yay! Ah, yay. Right, you fully healed uh, Levette, Soul, and Arch. Well, Archie might still be injured. He is. So now for us scorpion. to all get hit again. And Vera is still slightly injured. Okay. I also targeted a scorpion. He's fine. Yay. He never got hit. He wasn't injured. He, he just he just came into being. Oh. All right. Uh, Calcutic is going to continue focusing energy on his staff. Uh, it begins to glow with a blue light. All right, Archie. Okay, uh, that is one hit, one miss. Go ahead and roll one damage. That is 22 against the air elemental before DR. And you have your wing buffets if you wish to use them. All right, there's another one. Nat 20, followed up by a confirmation roll of 27. Uh, The other attack was also a hit at 15 plus 10 at 25. So we're going to roll the critical damage first. Let's go ahead with the wing buffet critical. Uh, you hit for 25 damage, and that's bludgeoning, nice. which, of course, they're immune to... Uh, I think these guys are actually immune to criticals, but fuck it. I don't care. All right, uh, and then go ahead with the normal damage again. There we go. Okay, so the crit card was Crushed Skull, which is non-applicable, so can't do it. All right, oh, but, well. you do, but you do a total of 40 damage uh, before DR on that elemental, making it heavily wounded. Karis is still in the... Stairwell, she has no idea what to do. 
And she, at this point, just sort of looks scared and ashamed. Air Elemental 1, double attacking Archie, both hit. 10 and 10, Elemental 2, double attacking Giant Scorpion. Oh, oh, oh my god. Oh, it's all kinds of luck today. No. Double double ones it rolled. Oh. It's attacks, double ones. Uh, and then, of course, on its confirmation checks, both pass, which means it just missed. Okay, so no. you're up. My turn. I'm going to five foot step back next to Calcutic. Okay, you five foot back. And then I'll do a full attack on the elemental to the left of us. Okay, uh, you are still within reach of that elemental, so he is going to try to uh, you if you want to do that. So it has to be melee? Uh, melee or he'll, it's going to provoke, yeah. You have to be more than, they have a 15 foot reach. They have very oh, long Oh, these arms. bitches! Yeah. Fine, give me the melee. Okay. That's a 15 and a 21. Both attacks miss. Ah! Vera. Alrighty. So, hmm. If I move up 20 feet, it's like right above Kakutik. Would I be out of reach? So if you went like here? Yeah, that would be out of reach. It's going to provoke a bunch. What you can do, though, is you can either make an acrobatics check, try to avoid it, or you could make a withdraw action to avoid uh, one from each target. No, I still want to do stuff, so I'm, I'll just attack with Maleficent Sting. Okay. Yeah, the reach on these guys is kind of one of their biggest uh, advantages. All right, Maybe that is that one up. hit, one miss. Okay. 16, 16 damage. damage. Yep. Nice. Then I also do a poison sting. Excellent. Miss. All right. Love that. All right. Dropping another bull strength this time on the Archies. Got ready to roll that die. It's a 24. Okay. That's going to pass. A little switch in my gauntlet, and Archie reinforces to the more muscular looking, almost Spartan kind of getup that he gets. Mm -hmm. And that'll be my turn. Okay. Giant Scorpion's going to continue attacking Air Element oh, yeah. okay. 2. Uh, he is going to hit. With sting, miss with claw one, hit with claw two. So he gets two oh, hits. Nice. It's that one and that one. Marcus. What do you think? <laughs> Poor G. Right. 15 channel. Good job. It's a respectable number there. All right. Move action? Nope. I stay put. All right. Calcutic continues concentrating on whatever spell he's doing. His uh, staff has uh, now, it is now fully illuminated in blue light and has uh, energy pulse, like light electricity. Uh, crackling through it. Cool. Archie. Think. Kill right, him, Archie. Finish him off. Um, <clears throat> double power punch. Power punch. That's 18 and a 31. With a 31 hits. That is 23 damage before. You killed it! Yay! Uh -oh. right, 23 damage and air elemental one uh, fades away. It sort of just dissipates. Um, He's in range to do the attacks and the other one, so I guess he'll follow up with. He's got cleave. I want to cleave. You have cleave finish. Yeah. Okay. Found it. One moment. So, uh, I believe it does have to be adjacent. Allow okay. me one second to verify that. Yeah, it must be adjacent to the enemy and also within reach. So, um, yeah. Can I still do my wing attacks on the other one, or am I Yes. Done? Yeah, then you can wing attack the other one. All right. That was a 27 and a 13. The 13 was a nat 1, though. It is a nat 1. So, which one is first? Attack number 2 was the 1. Yeah, yeah, attack number 2 was the 1. So go ahead and resolve the damage on the first one. Cool. 13. 13. And now go ahead and roll another attack. It's 27. No, 27 no, no, no. was the first one. No, 27 is the first one. Okay. That's so weird. So it uh, only misses. It does not critically miss. Whew. Nice work, RG. All right. That's his turn. 
Alright, Karis is up, and Karis is, again, not really able to do anything, so she foregoes her turn. Here, Elemental number two is going to make a twin slam attack, this time against Archie, hitting once. Soul, you're up. Get me! <laughs> and you, All right. you are five feet, uh, a five-foot step away from being outside of its attack range. Oh, thank fucking God, let's move that way. Uh, also, if you, I believe you have a point blank shot, right? I do. Yeah, you, you want to make sure to apply that if you haven't. I just did. Excellent. <laughs> I do inspire courage. Can I still get a hit with Symphonia's wit? Yes. And then I'll hit the last arrow. Twenty-seven. <laughs> That's a hit. <laughs> Go ahead with damage. Woo! Seven. Not right. that great, but I still hit him. But you still hit him. All right. I have very weak moves. <laughs> All right, Vera. So Vera will run to the left side of the ship. Okay. Allowing an attack of opportunity. Okay. Um, It's going to be two attacks of opportunity because they have combat reflexes. All right. Marcus will get us. Okay. Uh, Second one, critical threat that does not confirm. So, but they are both hits. So here we go. Boom one and boom two. That's 16 and 16. Okay. You move to the other side of the ship. And you got the rest of your turn. Right, so Vera will uppercut her arm into the air, and a small line of blue will emanate in a small line, like 40 feet into the air, and then explode into a 10 by 10 uh, square of blue flame. Mm-hmm. And I'm using the flame strike. Lovely. So it sounds... The azure flame, baby! All right. Call down right. that blue flame strike. Okay, so he successfully reflex saves. Go ahead and drop the damage on him. That is 20 damage. All right. It's uh, half to 10 because of his save. Uh, so you deal 10 damage to the arrow little. Yeah. All right. Lovett. All right. Well, let's get that scorpion doing its thing. And I'm going to give Archie an evolution surge. Uh, so it turns out that in order to upgrade his strength, now that he's large, it takes four points instead of two. So I'll burn the level three type, but I'm going to upgrade his strength by two. Okay. And that's a level three spell? Correct. Do you want to defensively cast that, or just cast it? Defensively. Come on, baby. <clears throat> 25. Alright, pass, and get to cast your evolution surge. I've got, he, when he's big now, he's got these slots in his legs that I take one of these little vials filled, half filled with like this blue liquid, stick in the slot, and he has arms and legs reinforced with it a little bit more. Got some pistons going. Alright, and it's going to take the scorpion giant which is going to try to do a full attack, and misses on everything. Marcus. Do the useful thing that I'm here for. And I can't do that right. Oh, that's okay. I think we were good anyways. Yeah, we're okay. Yeah, the only person that was, like, Archie and Vera had taken a little bit of damage, but they're they're holding it together. Okay. Well, there you go. So, that's good. And Um, no move action for me. Okay. That takes us to Calcutic. So, he has now, like, channeled a bunch of energy into his staff. He is now going to aim that staff at the air elemental, uh, the remaining one, now that it's been weakened significantly. And he is going to fire, a, like, the the, uh, the staff itself is going to arc a bunch of lightning bolts over at it. And they sort of, like, uh, the, the lightning wraps around the wrists of the humanoid form that the uh, elemental has, has taken. And sort of, like, looks like shackles or manacles. And he, like, pulls it from where it is over to him, and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and it eventually gets absorbed by the staff. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. 
Yeah, he looks. Um, could have taken him. <laughs> he looks relieved. Did he just catch a Pokemon? Uh, <laughs> he taps the staff on the deck of the ship, and the the wind stops. Oh. Well, that was certainly something. Something he was. Uh, where's Kelly's? Is she okay? I'm, I think I'm, she's still below deck. I'm I'm right here. Are you I okay? Uh, yeah, I just I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't know what you to look, do. Like, don't need to be silly about anything. You're fine. We're just glad you're safe. It's yeah. just that no, none of my magic affects those kinds of creatures. Really? Huh. That's weird. Ah, we handled it. The uh, giant scorpion trots over, looks at Levette, looks at Archie. And then kind of, like, seizes up and falls to the ground. Well, that was kind of sad. All right. <laughs> Archie, way to go, buddy! And Sol runs over to him and, like, puts their hands up for a high five. And then, like, their face is, like, great until their brain goes, maybe I'm regretting this decision. <laughs> uh, Ar- Archie, not quite understanding your gesture, uh, picks you up and holds you like a small baby. Oh. Oh. Oh yeah, the regret is full on Soul's face. Because like Archie sets him down. Ar- Archie or something. Archie mostly just uh, like is used to getting orders to to hold people. So <laughs> Archie just kind of assumed. It's okay, buddy. You didn't have to pick me up. I was just thanking you for being awesome. Archie sets you back down. You could you could this Archie. I'll demonstrate a high five with Soul. Soul puts their hand down for Lovett. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So this is an affirmative thing, Archie. It means that you did a good job. Soul raises their hand for Archie to like replicate. Archie like carefully reaches his hand down and touches. Good job. It's like teaching a dog to high five. Well, are we going to have to deal with that again or... on our way back? Hopefully not. Uh, Calcutic walks over to one of the sails, and he reaches the staff down and touches the staff to the sail. And you see, like, energy move out from the staff into the sail. Hmm. If anything, we might go a little faster now. Uh, okay. (sighs) Well, the faster the better, in my opinion. I agree. Should the chains are arriving time? Well, I mean, it's still the third day, so the initial estimate will be correct. I see. So he starts shouting to the crew to uh, to take their stations again and to make preparations for landing. Vera will also heal herself. Okay. And speaking of landing, uh, Kakutik is going to ask where exactly in the Steam Isle uh, are we landing? And he will uh, unfurl a map to everyone. Mm. Which I believe is the first time you guys have seen this one. <gasps> no, it we've is. seen this one. Haven't we? Nope. No? Oh. I think I might have shown this one to you, but not to anyone else. Whoopsies. <laughs> well, I've seen the map. <laughs> so, we're all very proud of you. Thanks, Vera. <laughs> um, okay, so the very south is where this cave where the MacGuffinite is, right? Yeah, roughly. It's in the south of the island, yes. I mean, that's where we'd want to land, right? Take care of that oh, first. I... What are all these settlements? So, there are some farms and outlying things, uh... Outside of Quailer Cog, just to the east of it. Mm-hmm. That's where that spa is. 
And then if you continue to the east, there's like a crossroad where there is a, a small fort that the gnomes have set up there to just sort of keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, be a, be a look out against the uh, indigenous mimic population. Right. Uh, and then uh, if you go to the south, there is, you know, a couple of mining towns, nothing too major. There's like one little spit of forest, and that that's also like the main source of lumber for the gnomes. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's like a lumber slash mining town there. Uh, and then if you were to go far to the north, um, that's certain death. So most, <laughs> most gnomes don't go that way. Um, not since the wars began. But pretty much any, the further you get from Whaler Cog, the, uh, the more dangerous the island is. Because, uh, well, you know, dim mimics. What's the name of this town to the south? Would I know that? That's an excellent question. I already used my lore master, so... <laughs> Mimicville. No, no, you guys actually haven't found that town yet, and it, it has a, a different name. I, I'm actually quite happy with the Mimic's town name. I don't remember That's how to pronounce it. Oh, disconcerting. I know. Do you remember it? I faintly remember it. I don't remember exactly what it is. I'm looking for the link. Is it uh, Mimikyu? No, yeah, the Sorry. name of the Mimic capital is Simulacropolis. Simulacropolis. What's that? I, I didn't even know Mimic's had settlements. It's the only one of its kind. Pretty fucked up. Perhaps we should sit down in around Plitenmore, see if the world of my actions has reached the outer-lying settlements and uh, procure mining supplies, because we are in luck. I thought you could take care of that. I, I can in worst-case scenario, but I'll probably not have a worst-case scenario. Yeah. So, so do we just hold you up and say, do you know this gnome? Or No, <laughs> we, we, just, we, we avoid doing that. If someone recognizes me on the street, well, maybe I will disguise, and if it is so bad that people are seeing those disguise, we hide at it, but I would get an idea if how bad this would be, and we could also pick up the mouse. Alright, if you think that's a good idea, and we're willing to run the rest of the way, that's fine. Okay, I mean, I'm open to other ideas, it's just a proposal. Is there a town near where the MacGuffinite is? Where, yeah, where is the MacGuffin on the map? Uh, you guys know that it's somewhere in the south of the island. There's a the, that's where the so it's away from Simulacropolis. Yeah, Simulacropolis is believed to be somewhere in the north of the island. North, yeah. And that's the absolute most dangerous part of the island, according to the gnomes. We are right. <laughs> I mean, uh, we should ask. I mean, how, I don't know how else he feels about. I'll, I'll ask him through my receiver. How do you feel about digging an Alchi into a mountain? He, uh, he responds by saying, which, you know, roughly translates to whatever you wish, Master. Aw, I just feel bad for him. Like, I want him to just be his person. He is a person, what's that mean? It's just, it's always just whatever you want, like. Well, yes, I agree. I'm going to have a talk with him about calling a master. I do not make it. I prefer the term god, or... (laughs) Or creator is simply enough. Oh, technically not the creator. I mean, his grandfather grandfather created him. But I mean, so that technically that totally makes uh, Archie's father then is Lovett's grandfather, which means Archie's technically your uncle. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Boom! Science. (laughs) That's weird enough. I don't want to think about that. That's family politics are already awkward enough. Okay, well, I mean, if we don't have any other ideas, then I guess we can go with landing near Britain more. 
We would have to find a way to get to Whaley Cloud while... Well, didn't uh, Cal have an idea of where the resource was? Well, this is the closest safe place we can land, Cal Cutie. Oh, this baby can put down anywhere. I guess we did land in the middle of the square. I mean, if we do go to Whaler Cog, we'll probably have to bring the airship over there, just so we stay close to it, so we can leave as fast as possible. Huh? Yes, that's true. Yeah. We do want to be so, as fast as possible. How about we go to the area where we vaguely think that the Mongolfanite is, and then we <laughs> have him take the ship over to Whaler Cog, do what we need to, and then get out. <laughs> this sounds like a plan. Cool. Awesome. And then we'll make a stop at the Elflands on our way to Dareham. Great. Good plan, everyone. Bye. High five. <laughs> Soul, Soul, like, reaches down and ruffles Levette's hair. Levette blushes as usual. Alright. So, you want Calcutta to set the ship down as close to the uh, MacGuffinite deposit as is possible? Yep! Alright. Wilderness drop, then. Cool. Okay, so, uh, it's daylight. You guys are over the ocean. You can see the steam isle in the distance. The ship makes its way down past, uh, you can see Whaler Cog on the coast. And you, you know, keep it to your left. As you swing further and further south, you get to the edge of the island, swing north and start crossing over the land, and you start going deep into these mountains in the southeast of the island. So it puts you guys somewhere in this general vicinity. See that, Mark? Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, From the time that we were battling the elementals to now, how long Mm -hmm. has it been? Um, hour or two hours. Okay, cool. Want to see if there was time for a slap? Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask Marcus something, actually. Okay, go ahead. I don't remember what the spell's name is, though. Beardy help. Uh, what? The the spell to to find out about... Oh, oh, oh. I believe the spell is just called divination. Marcus, would you mind memorizing a spell for me at some point to help me out with finding out something? Sure. What's your name? Uh, um, could you memorize the divination spell, please? When you have time, of course. Certainly. Thank you. I need some help figuring some things out, and hopefully you can help me with that. Thanks, Marcus. Alright. Is there asking Marcus to identify what your baby is? Yeah. Well, trust in someone who just threatened to eat babies like a day ago. I mean... Oh, you you sure are, Marcus. <laughs> so we're landing the ship. Mm-hmm. All right, so the Agile comes in, angled pretty harshly toward the ground as you're getting closer and closer to the surface. Some of the peaks of the mountains are now, like, looming above your ship now because you're, you, you know, you know, weaving into the mountains themselves. And the ship is sort of uh, nimbly moving between peaks and through cracks and crevices between rocky outcroppings. Now, like most places in the Steam Isle, the rocks here are almost entirely like dark, dark, either a dark, dark brown or black color. The uh, smell of sulfur permeates everything out here. So th- this place sort of smells of sulfur and brimstone, and you can see some of the peaks in the distance have uh, active volcanoes inside them. So there's certain certain peaks have like stacks of black smoke sticking out, and Calcutic is standing behind the wheel. Uh, spinning it this way and that as he's navigating through the area. And you can tell he's navigating through almost some sort of sixth sense. 
as he's uh, being led toward something that he can sense. The ship finally comes in for a landing and ends up hovering about 10 feet off the ground. You're uh, on a wide stone outcropping that's near an enormous fissure in the ground. This is as close as I can get you. Thank you, pal. Yes, indeed. Thank you. He uh, he reaches into his pack and he pulls out a piece of metal and uh, hooks it at Levette. Okay, I'll try to catch it. All right, uh, please make a dexterity check or a reflex save. <laughs> Not even a combat maneuver. Nice. I was so ready for this. Uh, because you, uh, it's just so characterful for Levette. It's just like those little things I can't catch them. Yeah. So you you try to grab it and it like and it like. Misses your hands and clatters to the to the deck of the ship, and you kind of like run over and grab it. It is a piece of metal about eight inches long that is essentially two pieces of metal that split off from a single metal handle. You recognize what it is immediately. It is a tuning oh, yeah. fork. I see. Is this what we use to find the MacGuffinite, or oh. is this a way to call you? Oh heavens, no, no, that's to call the ship when you're done. Ugh, okay. Just, just being it. Just strike it against something, but. Please only use it when you intend to summon us. Okay. You it, got uh, it. It agitates the engines. Well, I mean, we did a bit, most likely. So just be prepared for some agitated engines, but we will do our best at all. Good luck on your search. Thank you, Guy Critic. And thank you for your help. Just doing my duty. So, uh... We'll call you when we're ready. The rope bridge is thrown over the side, allowing you guys an easy climb down to the surface. Vera will jump off the ship. Because she's got her wings going? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, you, uh... Archie will probably fly down as well. Okay. The two of you fly off the ship and uh, land all fanciful. I'll climb. The rest... <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the party, those who are bound to the ground, will climb down yeah. the ladder like, you know, normal people. I mean, Marcus could fly. Yeah, but... But is it worth that? Is it worth that? that? I mean... I could make Marcus fly. Lovett! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, you guys unload from the ship, and once you land on the ground, uh, the crewmen roll the rope ladder back up, and the Agile takes off and uh, disappears into the sky. You look around, and you see a craggy, smoky landscape around you. It smells of brimstone, and it's swelteringly hot here. There are volcanoes in the distance, and you feel like you're being watched. All of us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have the sense uh, that you're you're not alone out here. I know Something it was doesn't... Part of the plan, but watching that shit fly away really feels like we're being abandoned. It's fine. We're gonna be fine. We've got alcohol! <laughs> well, now we do. We do? Yes. Yeah, I've got ten. We also bought them... Uh, uh, what is clear about them? What is real? Uh, what? I don't even know what she said. Can't believe any rocks. Just watch out for, for everything. Should we throw rocks at rocks? No, I mean, what if the rocks you throw as a mimic? Uh. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna start walking in the direction of the MacGuffinite now, I guess. Uh, okay. Which direction would that be? But... Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, what What kind of knowledge do I need? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so around you, the only feature that is of interest near you, the only the only natural feature, is a large fissure in the ground. Oh, God. At its widest point, it's about five feet wide, and it's about 30 feet long. <laughs> I will no, cast light down no. it. What? Uh, <laughs> s- streams of, of white smoke kind of gently come out of it, and you can hear like a faint hissing coming out of the fissure. 
it's again. It smells like it smells strongly of brimstone. Oh, like so, this going down. But oh god. Well, what? No, I'm me as a person. Oh, I'm okay. panicking because <laughs> I hate the idea of like crawling in tight enclosed spaces. <laughs> so it's kind of freaking me out. <laughs> oh god. And this is the same day that all of this stuff happened. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. All right. Let's see. That's the thumb runs to three, so I can get. Well, I'm only leaving the more time. The digging, so I should hold it up on that until you know where we're going. But could I roll a knowledge geography or survival to try and see, based on the rocks, if there be more mineral deposits of like any kind in certain directions? Uh, yeah, you go ahead. Uh, which one should I do? Knowledge geography. Mm. Yep. Okay. So yeah, you're not really sure. Looking around with a with a result of a nine, you look around and you you think that this is as good as a place of any as any. All right. May I? Yeah. Ugh, 12. Same, same oh, answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd try for it. So we all be digging. Here. As <laughs> good as any. Okay. Yes. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, point somewhere. Uh, Soul just takes their hands and just gestures at the ground. <laughs> I mean, I, are we supposed to go into the... I think we're supposed premise? to go in there. Archibald is not going to feed on there. Can... He ball up and then expand? Yeah, uh, depending on how deep it is, I could call him down. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we look first before we make any decision? Marcus, okay. why don't you go first? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such love. Be- <laughs> because I like, to, I, I like to live. No thanks, I choose life. Fine, I'll go. Do you, though? Do you choose life? Ah... Vera would drop into the crevice. Oh, I would. Okay. Can I see anything? All right. You go over to the crevice, into that, to the fissure, and you use your your wings to, you know, lower yourself in without the need of ropes or anything. And uh, it's relatively easy to fly down here. It's really, really hot from whatever gas is escaping from underground. Uh, Other than that, it's not really all that bad. Uh, It's not really well lit at all, so... I sent a dancing light down with her. Oh, excellent. Okay. In that case, the dancing light is giving off just enough illumination that you are able to see that after about 40 feet down, it opens up into a very large cavern, the likes of which are very alien to you. The walls and uh, and ceiling are covered in strange crystals. They seem to, to glow and dance various colors uh, to the point where it's almost distracting. You see anything? There but seems the... to be quite a lot of crystals on the sides of the walls. Are you okay? I mean, like I'm answering. <laughs> we don't know what it looks like. But the uh, the cavern itself is is really pretty big, so uh, you, it's easily able to, to stand... If you were to get, get down there, like you can walk around, and there's enough space for everyone to to get in there. Graham, I will fly back up and start bringing people down. All right, if they so, allow me to. <clears throat> can we put like tie a rope at least, just oh. in case? Because I don't know I how long your wings last. Ah, uh, sure. Vera will throw her rope to Soul. Although, how far down is it? Yeah, sixty feet. feet. Oh, six. Let's see. Yeah, after after 40 feet, it opens up, and it's a 20-foot-tall room. At least the first room is. 50 feet, I have. And that'll hey, be... That's, a, that's a, enough. Kinda. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. 
So, so will. Yeah, I'll tie it to... Well, I'll hit a rock first to make sure it's a rock, I guess. Okay, you walk over and hit a rock with with Symphonia's wit. Nothing happens. I'm just tapping it. Okay. I'm going to tie a rope to it and then angle it down while, like, slowly people are getting, like, put down into the hole just so we have something in case, like, we need to get out by crawling up a rope. Mm-hmm. I'm going to double check the knot and stuff, see if it's good. You doubt my knotting skills? I wouldn't say doubt. I'd say double checking to make sure people don't die. Okay. okay. I don't. I get it. I, I don't doubt uh, soul. I know them to be very nice. Marcus, shut up. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, maybe you lighten up a little, Vera. For what? I, I mean, he was just being nice. Vera will scoff off and just go back into the into the hole. Who's gonna carry Marcus down? (laughs) We have a rope. There's a rope. You're gonna make him climb? (laughs) I'll start by bringing Lavette down. Oh, you don't need to bring me down. She's got her own wings. Okay, gotcha. Oh, I'd not, I don't know, wings, but I'll I'll use one of my level one spells. Flip a little switch. So I I start to climb down the rope Mm -hmm. and about part way down, I'll let go and I'll flip a little switch and my coat like poofs out and catches me like a parachute, I'm going to cast Featherfall. Excellent. Same. Cool. <laughs> Alright, so those with Featherfall just sort of drop in and slowly levitate to the ground. Um, Can I add some spice to mine? Of course. So, souls, oddly, when they start to fall down, their hair kind of like goes up and like little magical like feathers look like they're there, but they kind of disappear almost instantly as they're falling. And of course they're teal. Once again, side, I'll use Maker's Call. So Archie balls up, falls down the hole in ball form and I catch him. Okay, Marcus, your turn to come down. Well, not as fancy uh, as y'all. What about Karis? Oh, Jesus. She has to climb too, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I assumed that she was carried down by Farah. She can't. Oh, fuck, you're right. I mean, Vera would offer to bring Karis down. Uh, yeah, Karis will refuse that, like, immediately. Nope. Okay. It's, Fine. it's not it's, it's not on you. It's it's not you, it's me. Alright. Vera will go fly down then. Alright, so Karis will... Oh, fuck. Okay, this is gonna go poorly. Oh, uh, boy. Can I cast a feather fall on her? Uh, no, I don't think so. No? Okay. You sure? Let me see. 25 feet. Touch. 25 feet. Uh, it, yep. Oh no, it is range. No, it's 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 a uh, close range. So yeah, you can. Okay, I'll just cast that both oh, on Marcus and Lovely. Karis, okay, so just drop one more feather fall then. Cool. Okay, so you feather you cast feather fall on Karis and she drops down as well. So And Marcus. Okay. So the lot of you Marcus does a little hover pirouette as he lands. That's So if the if the feathers were teal for you, they're definitely jet black for Karis. <laughs> and maybe for Marcus too. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought you were going to say. All right. So the lot of you make it down. You're standing now in a room that is filled with these strange multicolored crystals that seem to shift color while you're looking at them. There are multiple passages leading to other areas, and you realize that you are in some sort of underground connected series of caverns. The smell of the area is that of brimstone and sulfur, and it is swelteringly hot. You can hear the hiss of gases escaping in various places. And you know deep down that two things are true. One, MacGuffinite is in here somewhere, and you will find it. And two, you're not alone. Um. And that's where we'll call it.
Thanks for listening. As always, special thanks to Protagonist for the theme music and Emily Roll for Fantasy for this episode's soundtrack. Interested in following us on social media? Follow us on Twitter at CheckPleaseDND. Or want to support the podcast and be part of the Czech Republic? Go to our Patreon under Kanishra. Until next time.